Welcome to Just a Ride. We don't know exactly where we're going, but I guarantee it'll be entertaining getting there. So climb aboard and grab yourself a seat. Seat belts are optional. Get yourself a drink, grab some snacks, and let's see where we end up. Mm. Don't be afraid to let go of the bar. Throw those hands up and scream at will. Shit, yeah, and you can you can sit on the on Bearbaw's lap. He likes that. I <laughs> sit on his lap. <laughs> It's not safe. Welcome to Just Ride number 25. 25. 25. Why don't you guys tell me what dumb sports things number 25 It's very important for. that we start each show. 25 is uh, Mark Barry, McGuire, Barry, Barry Bonds. Bonds when he was playing for the Giants, and uh, Sammy Sosa, also Jim Tomei. So it's the steroid era issue. Yeah. It's a steroid 25 episode. is the uh, representation for steroids. Yes. Now. Although Jim Tomei, I don't Are think... Are you on 25? Yeah. You on 25? It's no longer gear. It's 25. It is. <laughs> Fucking A. Is that so, the common age for starting steroids, too? <laughs> Probably. It's like when you realize, it's like, oh, God. I got to keep up with these guys. <laughs> You're like, I feel like I've peaked, but I, I can't keep up. <laughs> Ricky Henderson was also 25 and 24. Just throwing out oh, baseball see, I, shit. I didn't know he was 25. I knew he was 24. He was 24 for a lot, but yeah. yeah. yeah that's last week we did Ken Griffey Jr. So. I know who at least three of those people are. Fucking, you never know the sports stuff. Do you know any? Do you know who Wayne Gretzky is, bro? Of course I know who okay. Wayne Gretzky is. So he knows some. He knows Basically hockey things. Jesus, bro. That's true. But it's <laughs> not a ball time. That's why he knows it. It's kind of a ball though. It's like a flat ball. It's a hard who, flat do ball. Do you know who Todd Bertuzzi is? Who? No. Yeah. See, all right, See, all you right. win. He he uh he accidentally sliced a dude's uh, jugular open with his skate. Fuck yeah! Is that where they got that? And what was it? Happy Gilmore. Uh, this was after Happy Gilmore. Oh, so he, so he, he watched the movie. Yeah. It was like yeah, I know. Yeah. He might have found inspiration. It was quite the deal. He got like he got in some kind of trouble and had to go through some litigation over the shit. But he was literally skating away from this guy on the opposing team. The guy was chasing him down, and the guy center of mass, you know. He was top heavy and he let himself get ahead of his skates and he fell and it just happened to be as Bertuzzi's skate was coming back and it okay. just flat, like, so, got him oh, right so. across the jugular. It was wild to watch lived, though, man. Right? I was watching that game done? and from the moment the skate nicked his neck to when he hit the ice, it was just like a pool of just like blood on the ice. Yeah. And he survived. Like he had the he had the wherewithal to clamp down on it with his hand. And I don't think that's wherewithal. I think that's and, fucking reaction. Well, yeah, sure, but <laughs> fuck. Like choking, everybody does grabs the throat with two hands. It's, it's universal. most of the time. It's I think the I just universal. Oh fuck! Pass out and shit myself. That's generally what happens <laughs> in those kind of things. By the way, so I'm the pee bar. I'm the poo bar. And the bear bar. And then we have another voice in this here show today. Hey, uh, this is Jake Rogier. Right? Rosier. Rosier. <laughs> Rosier. Let's give it all six Rosier. pronunciations. Jake Rosier. It's like Frazier, but it's Rosier. Jake Rothschild. Damn it. <laughs> Never get it right. But you, tell us about yourself a little bit. You're, you're a musician here in the area and all that good stuff. But yep. It, now, okay, that's all he, that's all he gets. <laughs> now, how Welcome. about we tell you about... Here's let's your tell, gift bag. Go 27. Home. <laughs> um, a dude. Damn it. <laughs> Killing it. <laughs> no, uh, well, Shaden, how would you describe his music? What would you say? Trash. Trash. Besides trash. <laughs> let's get past all the, the truth and get into the... But it's the, like, like the good trash. It's like the trash you make a bed out of, you know, if you want to... Be cozy, sleeping in for that. Right. No, what? Jake. <laughs> Trash <laughs> bag. Jake. <laughs> Jake's, uh, I don't know how to describe Jake's music, but I, so when I met Jake, um, our mutual buddy, Jeremiah, Christian. 
uh, was sending me a text message. I was running this open mic downtown and he sent me a text. He's like, dude, I'm bringing this dude tonight and he's, he fucking rocks, dude. And I was like, okay. You know? I fucking suck then, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you had the, uh, you had the fucking ingredients, dude, and you've, you've turned them so. into something, something super rad. But I remember that night I was like, I was listening to your shit and the coolest thing about it for me was that it wasn't like what anybody else was fucking doing you know and i respect that because i try to do that with my own music like i'm not trying to sound like anybody i'm just doing my shit and i think that's that's the thing i've noticed in your music more than anything and you must be the shit because these guys are like talking about having you on i'm like i i haven't met him yet they're like (laughs) right where the fuck have you been right like you don't get a choice (laughs) we're bringing him on (laughs) well usually if we have a choice to pick a group to play with in the area we just We've asked you tw- uh, two Halloweens in a row now yeah. at this point. Yeah, and Halloween's, love our, Halloween's our sacred holiday. Too. It is. Our so, <laughs> yeah, we've, we're like, we'll take you guys. So. Well, and likewise, too, like what you said, like that's why I like your guys' shit, too, is because it's not really like anything else, you know? Mm-hmm. We're weirdos. Like your own thing, yeah. Weirdos. Well, but you've, got, cool. you've got an interesting background in music, too, because you grew up doing bluegrass shit, right? Yeah, like old-time fiddle stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no shit. Mm-hmm. Going like festivals well, now and concerts. I'm excited. I, so I'm the douchebag that hasn't heard one note come from you. I'm oh, super no, excited. Kidding, you said bluegrass. I, 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 like, I want to hear on it. Facebook. I think. Yeah, you yeah. me. I think we yeah. cuddled. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thousands <laughs> of people that are listening to this on your are on your team. They haven't heard him yet either. So well, feel feel like you're in good company. We know what's coming at the end of the show, and we're gonna play a song. What song are we gonna play? Oh shit! It's up Was to I you to decide. To, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, we we're going to play a song. A we'll be excited. Oh, you're welcome. I gotta look. <laughs> I gotta remember what songs I recorded. Did you write your little speech you're supposed to give at the end? Oh shit! Uh, All right. Yeah, well. dude, I got it written. Okay. He's gonna dance. Too, <laughs> you want me to do it now? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk more about Jake and his music as we go, and, and at the end of the show, we'll play some, and uh, and then we'll ask those weird, awkward questions about your process and your influences. <laughs> We're gonna want all your horsepower. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, well, you I gave a little bit of it. Yeah. But, okay, but the, before the any name, of that, we're gonna we're gonna force you age. to talk about whatever kind of nonsense we we've got to nonsense. Talk about. We brought, Welcome we brought to you on here to t- yeah. We're not <laughs> talk about we're not gonna totally focus on you. We're focusing Dude. on basically yeah. me. And, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Sometimes we're on our whole fucking day, like every single day, focusing on my music and shit, and like trying to like book shit and do the social media shit and all that step away from it yeah I came here to listen to you guys talk about bullshit (laughs) I'm excited to have a fourth person to tell us that we're so up our asses that we don't (laughs) don't know what the hell is going on well we're about to wax very philosophical you guys ready Uh, let's get into this shit yeah let's start we always start with a police story Please story. What this time story? we're doing Jay oh, Van, Van Cleve. Okay, so this goes again back into the which earlier, is a made-up name. <laughs> the earlier uh, years of law enforcement when I was in uh, over in the Yakima Valley, and I, I think I've mentioned before that I was a I was a gang officer. I was a actually a gang expert, believe it or not. He was a gang expert because there was a lot of gangs over there. <laughs> Twice it's made me laugh each time. I love it every time. So. <clears throat> For a couple of years, I kept hearing all the time that I looked a lot like Jay Van Cleve, and we had never met. Who looks like Vin Diesel? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, back then it was Goldberg. Nobody <laughs> right, right. knew who the fuck Vin Diesel was back then. Fair. So there was a little gym in town. I was working out, and there, I kept seeing this dude, and honestly, going, "That guy looks like me. I bet that's Jay Van Cleve." Well, Jay had been in Oregon prison because. At a time in his life, he had some drug problems and did some time in the pen in Oregon. Well, he had gotten out. Uh, anyway, finally at the gym, there was one day we kind of just met eyes, and I, I went up to him like, 
are you Jay Van Cleef? And he's like, are you the guy they call Goldberg? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's it's like, you're a cop, aren't you? He's like, I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, they called me Goldberg in prison too. He's like, dude, I got a story to tell you. I'm like, what's up? He's like, I was out. It's a little town called Buena. And in Buena, there's one little tiny store where you can get the best chicken gizzards in the world. They are the <laughs> best. Fucking love chicken. Hard to gizzard. quantify that. It's like eating, you know, rubber tired that's deep that fried, is, but I love them. That's the most Louisiana thing I've ever heard come out of your mouth. Anyway, <laughs> Gator necks. So, and Double being down. the gang officer, I, gang members don't like me. In fact, in today's world, I'd still have a hit on me in the Yakima Valley because I I did a lot of damage to the gangs right when I was down there, <laughs> I'd uh, which I'm pretty you. proud of. Yeah, quite you should frankly. be. You should be. Um, and they're probably all getting about now, out about now. So I should probably be a little nervous. <laughs> anyway. Uh, he told me this. He's like, hey, I was out at the Little Buena store to go get some chicken gizzards. He said, I got surrounded by a bunch of Florencia gang members. They thought I was you. They were going to fucking kill me. They're plant- they were going to kill me. They thought I was you. I had to pull out my Oregon penitentiary ID because you get an ID card when you're in prison, believe it or not. Save like, his ass. Yeah. He's like, I had to pull out my ID to prove that I wasn't you. Wow. So he's like, you, you need to be, they want to kill you. You need to be careful. Yikes. And that's kind of when I started investigating all that and found out that there was actually a legit hit out on me. Yikes. So yeah, that, f- it's a short story, but that's it. Fucking Jesus. penitentiary ID. That's like automatic street cred for, for yeah. like gangbangers. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and of course. No, no, no. Look, I'm one of you. <laughs> true, true to Getch form. He I and I. Card uh, and everything. <laughs> got my business card. <laughs> you guys became friends. True once. to Getch form. We became friends uh, <laughs> yeah. while I was living down there. And of course, I, I haven't seen him since I left. But You've uh, been just such a pain in the ass for so many of your captains and sergeants and stuff where they're like, will you stop making friends I, with uh, all well, these people? It, it, yeah. I mean, there was a rule. I, I, I was told not to hang out with felons well right. the majority of friends that i have in this world short of you guys are convicted felons moreover they're convicted felons that i put in jail or yeah. prison and when they got out they sought me and became friends so yeah. uh it's kind of a cool thing you, walk and, in, yeah, you don't see that very often that. that's a path. bullshit rule it is a bullshit rule yeah Oh, it makes it for such a problem in society, I think. I, well, I mean, especially but it makes sense, though, too. Like, what's the steel man for that? Does like, it make sense? I mean, if somebody fucked up in their life, they paid their dues, just, and they get out, yeah. and they're not fucking up anymore, aren't we supposed to forgive people in this world for that shit? Yeah, just saying, like, nobody's redeemable, you know? Once right. you fuck up, you're fucked for life. Like, it, that's just that, yeah. you Is know? it meant to... Prison's be- punishment, but it also can be a, a life changer, and we're supposed to respect the fact that people have the right and the time and the ability to change and if you do you can be my fucking friend absolutely right. if you're if you're still a cunt then i'm probably not gonna like you but is it meant to err on the side of less corruption kind of thing it's fuck, like, i don't know i mean I you gotta, there's gotta be some dumb. sort of law no it's, there, it's a government sure. separation is what it is yeah it's a silly you know, thing. Hey, oh, they don't you do that need with to the DMV. An, yeah, you need to be an angel, but come deal with monsters and fuck with their rules. I wonder no. if the IRS, they're like, you can't hang out with people. They won't like you. And you're doing a different world anyway. And they're like, you're right. You're right. Well, especially because you, you can tell me to dreams. fuck off if I'm wrong on this, but I don't think you will because we've had conversations about this. But the, the line between a cop and a criminal is like so fucking thin. Too, Real fucking you know? thin. Like, Real thin. It, and that's not to say that all cops are, are bad people, but not that all criminals are bad people either is kind of my point. You know, it's just like there's. <laughs> we live in the yeah. same world it's just you draw lines of what's right and what's wrong and right. you, you guys At know me time, I, i'm and a lot of times you're just dealing with a hand you're dealt to you know if you're fucking grow up like in a culture where it's like there's a bunch of gangs and stuff and that's your only path that you see moving forward to 
have a life where you have money and like where you can be successful it's i'd follow that path friends, that's what I grew i'll up tell you when it you when know? it comes to gang the, the the actual real gang culture i totally understand it and i actually have a lot of respect for it what i saw as a gang officers these they, they, it gets bastardized just like anything else and these fucking retards i had to if you were in a gang i, I had to tell you about your gang and how it started like i would sit there and educate Right. Kids and adults on, well, let me tell you a little about, a bit about your gang since you're throwing colors and you're going to, this is the life you want to live. At, at least know what you're doing. Right. So, well, that's the story of a lot of people's lives as right. well. I have no idea what's going on. None of us know what we're doing. Well, not really. No. But <laughs> it's funny when it's on that level. Anyway, it's short level. story. It's interesting. Not a lot to it. It's interesting to think about that shit for me because I've, I've said this several times to several of my friends over the years that I was, I was less than a handful of different decisions away from becoming a fucking criminal at several points in my life you know it's not like i was like thinking oh i'm gonna i'm gonna become a criminal it wasn't like a conscious thing but looking back i'm like hmm if i had ended up with my mom instead of my dad 100 percent, i would have fallen right. in with a shit crowd and i would have my road would have been way fucking different you know and it's just like when you look at things through that lens it's it makes it a lot harder to look at people and go mm, good bad you know just smack right. with labels and say that they can't mix because it's like dude but for a few different decisions all of us could be that thing that we're fucking scoffing at you know dude right. that's how i am in with like i grew up around like a lot of um like there's a lot of addiction in my family i'm an addict and i have a lot of friends who like went down that road really bad and you know every once in a while i'll see them like downtown or something panhandling or whatever and you know they're stealing people's cars and doing you know the whole thing and I still love them, you know, they're just fucking broken and they don't yeah. got anything and it's it's mm -hmm. really tough, you know, but they were good people. I knew them when they were good people and I actually, I have one buddy who, um, sorry to ramble or whatever. No, no, um, thing. That's, that's, why, that's why we're here. Weird. Well, I, I got one buddy who, um, I was working at the skate shop, um, downtown and he came in one night with a friend of his and I hadn't seen him, seen him in like years before then. And he was all strung out and his buddy was strung out and his buddy started walking towards the back of the shop and he yelled at him. He's like, Hey, he can't fucking trust us. It's my homie. Like you can't like get out of his eyesight, like yelling at his friend. And he started breaking down crying. Like to me, he's like, I can't fucking stop. I keep doing like, not just using, but like, you know, doing like walking into stores and stealing shit and like just stealing cars and doing all, like, I can't fucking stop. And I'm like dying and I haven't seen my daughter in a long fucking time he's been in like i don't know where he's at now but he's been in and out of jail for forever you know but it fucked me up because he was so aware you know and he especially me too at the time i was struggling a lot as well like not like him but uh yeah it was just tough you know because he he knew and he like he his morals were intact like he wanted to do the right thing he was just so fucked up he couldn't you know addiction's a nutty thing mm -hmm. yeah. just gets it's, a hold of you you can be addicted to more than drugs and alcohol you can be mm -hmm. addicted to certain lifestyles yeah. for sure and there is a rush and there we can all admit there is a rush in doing the wrong thing yeah. and getting away with it yeah. absolutely well, and he, and well in him in particular he's definitely addicted to drugs and alcohol too and that definitely accelerates all it that it does help yeah. it does yeah. help big time i think human human beings uh, thrive on patterns you know so like addiction is really just attachment to certain patterns you know and that could be fucking anything yeah. i mean i've there's <laughs> we just we talk shit about negative addictions because they're it's they're easy targets you know it's just like oh yeah you're addicted to booze you're an alcoholic you know shame on you but then it's like i know people who are 
addicted to fucking yoga to the exclusion of to the exclusion of things that they really should be focusing on in their life and it's like yeah no you can't get so fucking attached to a pattern i mean you can obviously but you shouldn't you should avoid getting so attached to any fucking pattern good bad or indifferent that it that you become the horse instead of the rider yeah you know yeah, and all that shit will break you. Patternicity, that's what mm-hmm. we are. Well, that's when it comes makes to all when, of our silly decisions. When it comes to habits and patterns, uh, let's just throw something out like alcoholism. You just, you, you, let's say you're in that pattern of you're quitting drinking. Mm-hmm. If you don't replace that addiction with another positive addiction or, or something to get into, you're a miserable fuck. Right. It yeah, is, you it's know, so hard. And you're probably going to go back to drinking because life's a hell of a lot more fun drunk. But, you know, if it, let's say you replace it with working out and really focusing on your diet, it gives you something else to do. That's better. Yeah. You know, that's why I don't think when someone is going through a rehab <clears throat> or, or coming off an addiction, I hate when people treat them with kids' gloves and pamper them and baby them. Mm. No, give them more to do. Ex- put more in front of them so they can grab onto something. Yeah. Don't make them do nothing and do it all for them. They're not fucking learning anything. And they're just going to go back to what they knew. Well, it's yeah, that's my dude, opinion, I, I, but I'm right. That's, I went to yeah. rehab a while. I get like three coming up on like four years ago. And uh, that that's what happened with me. I got out and I made it like three months. And I didn't have shit to do, you know, and I just started drinking again. And then this yeah. time around, you know, I have music and I've just kind of replaced it with work, you know, and it's Absolutely. been and it's worked so far. You was know? alcohol your thing or was it? Yeah. It's not in my fucking business. No. Yeah. It, mainly alcohol. Um, I mean, some other shit too, but mainly alcohol. And then in the past, I'd, I had a problem with like opiates and stuff, but I'd kicked that for the most part um, up until then, you know, but this time around, it was just alcohol. I mean, how many, so. how many, how many times do you see people, um, <laughs> just at work I'm like well I, you know I stopped I stopped shooting heroin I'm just smoking oxys now yeah like, so I'm doing <laughs> better fucking methadone yeah. don't Kill get me that. started on that shit man well that was you know let's linger on this a little bit that's you've brought up this point a few times where the system of rehabilitation is often just a lifelong thing where you just keep going back and they like for the methadone thing where they you never get off like the majority the of people system is set up to keep you on methadone. yeah and so you're also you're always in recovery forever even when you're down to the littlest amount and they never treat you like you're done well done right and we're going to interview somebody about that here in the next couple of months yeah yeah okay yeah. so we'll, we'll bring that up again but i've always found that interesting where it's like there's good intentions in so many things but it always ends up being is it, well, is it a good intention i mean it's really just it's it's i mean there's money tied into it yeah so like exactly it's hard right. to have taints good intentions when i, I think society is like yes let's do a rehab program with the government or the 12-step program and sponsor it or run it da, da, da. and so there are good intentions yeah but the corruption of human beings is yeah the it's, first step it's so. all it's all a fucking business dude i mean it's from from my my civilian understanding of our prison system in the united states it's a fucking it's a business you know and it's like it's not they're they're not going to remain in a profitable situation if they're effectively rehabilitating people to where and setting them up to where they'll never come back it's not to say that it doesn't happen Hmm. but it they're not they're not necessarily hashtag not all but they're not necessarily geared towards that i feel like it's the same with fucking rehabilitation of of addiction they're just like you know we'll give you enough to you know show on paper that see we got it we we cleaned them up you know but There's, they didn't give yeah. you anything well any, the methadone thing is a great you know? example of that because it's like they'll give you oxys and they'll give you hydros and they'll give you all that shit and then once you graduate to heroin then you're a bad guy because they can't profit off you anymore and then they get you back in with methadone and they're profiting again and right. it's cool you know yeah. 
And obviously, it's, it goes beyond that. Well, but I mean, that's yeah, definitely a factor. You yeah. know, and alcohol. It starts you on way too much. Actually, they start you lower, but they increase your methadone way mm-hmm. higher than, than it ever needs to be. Yeah. And they don't bring you down until you decide you want to start coming down, which most people don't because they're too scared. Yeah. And there still is a sickness that comes after the methadone. Um, but and they, we'll get more into that. But yeah, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the government, they, they keep you on. Yeah. Well, and, and, and just in on. the first place, going back to like the, the pills they start with, like, they just hand that shit out like can't. I mean, they've cracked down on it a lot, but it's still pretty bad. I mean, that's how I got into all that stuff. Of course, most I broke people. my arm skateboarding, and you know, it just didn't stop. You know, because yeah. the doctor just kept giving me more and more and more. And once he stopped, and it's like my buddy down the street has some, and then my other buddy has some stronger shit, and then it just it's, goes down that. You it's know, pretty yeah. wild yes. how hard they push it, man. Like even when, it, when I was in the hospital for my appendix, I was just like, I'm. Yeah, it hurts, but I don't need any. I don't want to take anything. Like I just, I'll, I'll, I've been hurting. I'll just keep hurting until you get it out of me, and then, and then I'll take Tylenol. You know, it can't like, hurt as bad as they, it did before you took it out, dude. I, they had three different people, four different times, come into the waiting room that I was in in the ER, to like aggressively trying to get me to take morphine, <laughs> and I was like, I was because they were tired of hearing you cry. I was, yeah, probably. <laughs> I was like. Ugh. Dude, they no, were- I don't want it. Uh. But no, seriously, I kept telling them, I'm like, look, I don't, I, it, I'm fine. And they, they finally, they were just like, listen, they sent this, they sent a fucking doctor in, not a nurse, they sent an actual doctor in. It was the middle of the night too. I was like, where'd you get her from? But, <laughs> but she comes in there and she's like, look, you're going to go into surgery in the next hour or two. You have to give your body a break. I am, I am strongly telling you, you need to take some, some pain medication i was like i was finally like fine like if it'll make you fucking shut up about it just give me the smallest dose that you're allowed to give me and we'll yeah, compromise maybe, you know maybe it makes your muscles and your body relax mm-hmm. so they can actually do the surgery which yeah. would well have some validity to it well, so yeah but i mean they, they, they dosed that. me to the moon with fentanyl right before they put me under so yeah. <laughs> i don't know what the morphine was for <laughs> i think it was just well, to dude, they, they re-upped me when i was a kid they re-upped me on like a pretty gnarly hydro subs- or subscription prescription um after like two, <laughs> no, it's a but for fucking my wisdom teeth getting pulled out. Like after like a month, I had a like a what's it called like a checkup appointment, mm-hmm. and they just gave me a whole new fucking bottle of hydros. <laughs> and I was like, at the time, I was like, fuck yeah, but You're like, you know, I don't like, even have uh, stitches anymore. <laughs> like I have zero pain. Wisdom like, teeth, yeah. dude. Like what the hell? You seem like a nice kid. Here you go. <laughs> Ruin your life. Here you go. Yeah, he's like, how you feeling? I, I feel great. He's like, okay, well, you want more hydros? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, cool. How what? <laughs> <laughs> you have to wonder if he's like, do you just want to be cool or what yeah. are you doing? You're not a very good He's doctor. like, here, take four. Give them out for Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> Stocking stuff. Was indeed. Tell so this friend. is how things go. We go from chicken gizzards to this. Yes. <laughs> That's why I call it just a ride. It really does meander all throughout all the things and stuff. Um, but this does take us to our next topic. I think we've does it? run our course. I think so. Does it take us there? Ooh, I'm taking us okay. there. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm an idiot. Take us there. So uh, this meaning Zach. Me <laughs> taking us there because I'm sick and listening to this conversation. Fair enough. Okay. Now, we're going to talk about the music industry a little bit since there's uh, three of us here. And really, all four of us write songs. So, um, oh, shit, do you? Yeah. It's poetry. They could throw some music to and give it life. Yeah, that's, that's, all, that's, that's all. That's all the songs are. Dude. Yeah. That's <laughs> all I do. He's writing songs. Why do you have to be pretentious about it? <laughs> he's more, he's it's more based on sh- his influences of Shakespeare and Frost. That's so hipster. He's like, well, dude, I wouldn't call them songs. They're more poetry. Dude, ne- yeah. Ne- ne- next time I get that question, the influence question, that's what I'm going to. Yeah. Like Shakespeare, Frost, Shakespeare, <laughs> Nietzsche. <laughs> all right. So I, I, we don't really have any. 
it's basically music now versus yesterday was kind of what we thought about talking about. Yeah, uh, I I just yeah, I think about this shit a lot because I mean I've been a musician who's been chasing after it hard for ever since I can fucking remember. I mean I picked up violin when I was four, uh, six. Sorry, I lied. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Doesn't I've been matter. doing it a long fucking time, and uh, I've observed a lot of uh, artists in the communities that I've been in, and they seem to almost universally have this mentality of you know air quotes making it in music still works the same way that it did in the fucking 80s and <laughs> and i'm i'm kind of baffled by that because it it really fucking doesn't like i mean i've i've had uh associates here in spokane that have got signed with like sony records and shit and it hurt them more than it helped them because yeah. that's the way that it's set up now it's a know? big crippling loan with huge interest rates right what it is. and and if you're not careful you lose the rights to all the your music. fucking shit that you've so, created yeah you know? i want to interject because it's more of a i don't know if it's a question but i can remember like reading uh one of motley Crue's books and they were talking about how they finally got got to the point where they produced their own music mm-hmm. because they were basically slaves to the producers yeah. and the, and the people carrying the contract. So I think that the problem has always existed. Mm-hmm. Obviously Napster and such really took the the fine the financial gain out of music in general. Yeah, a lot. Uh, of, yeah. So you have to do it a lot different. Um, the gatekeepers still remain. That's what all this is, is gatekeepers. Well, like, there's there's that, but the difference between now and then primarily is that then there was at least a lot of money to be made as an artist who was touring and and signed with a record company you could make shit tons of money plastic disc baby you know 60s to 80s you could make fucking mm-hmm. and in the 90s, 90s too, too yeah, yeah. The there's end. fucking gobs of money that you could make doing that now they'll still you can get signed and they'll still set up your tours for you and manage your merch and and you know get you set up with distribution packages that get you where your shit needs to be to be heard but the amount of money you get in return for it is minuscule by comparison. So you're selling your soul the same as you used to, but the shit that you're getting out of it is squat. Well, no so what, what makes the kingpins no- in music the kingpins? The one, the big. I, I couldn't name five popular fucking artists because I really don't know. I don't know. First name popped in my head was Brianna. What makes Brianna Brianna and gives her the I would assume gazillion dollars versus anybody else? Why why does she get that and, and not anybody else? What is she doing different? Usually, what are her I mean, promoters usually doing means different? you already have a lot of money to begin with. Is, Does it? Is, is I, really I, I, or you're lucky, or you're yeah, just like yeah. the pretty face that they choose. Because I mean, a lot of that shit is just like people in a you know a bunch of suits who are just trying to fucking make money, and then yeah. they just pick like a lot of like Nashville, for example. Um, all those songs that from the people coming. I mean, not everything. Obviously, there's outliers, but a lot of that shit. Like when you go down to Nashville or whatever, most of that stuff is stuff that was written by an algorithm. I mean, people wrote it, but based off of like what sells. Oh, yeah. So it's like they they type in keywords and they see what sells the best. Yep. And then they pick, they pick someone who can halfway sing that has a pretty face that would be a good face for that song. First course, and then they give it, yeah, and then they buck, buck, and then they book them, and then that's the person. But it has nothing to do with that person or their artistic ability. It has more to do with if they think that person is going to be able to sell it. You know, fair enough. If you're you're writing songs by committee, or if you have, yeah, if you're, I mean, no, it's no big deal if you're playing other people's songs. That can be great. Yeah, it's just whatever. But 
it's like having all of these groups, like focus groups, like what should we name the album? Well, this focus group said that if we, if we put this word in there, da, da, da. it's like it's a like, board meeting. <laughs> yeah. All my life I've been wanting to play music, but all these people say like, you have to do it this way. You have to do it this way. And it's like, it comes down to where you're like, so the music business is a bunch of people trying to trick 14 year olds and, and really 14 year old girls into thinking you're cool. Right. I don't want anything to do with that. Well, I gotta, 0% do I want to like, do with I'm, that. My mind is blown because I don't know anything about the music industry, so I'm probably a cunt here while I'm talking, but like two of the biggest artists in our area that I think are the most talented fucking people are Nathan Chartray and Joshua Belliardo. I don't understand why they aren't selling millions of albums and right. touring the world. Right. In my opinion, yeah, uh, yeah. is it just? I mean, there's, there's I don't a understand. Lot of, a lot of talent I mean, there's, the there's two games you can play. There's a music industry game where it's it's about luck and and I mean everything's about knowing the right people, networking and shit. That's important on yeah. both sides of the coin. But you know, there, there's the game like I said, like use Nashville for an example. There's that game, you know, where you can try to weasel your way into this existing like giant thing you know that's all about money or you can do it independently and build it on your own you know and i don't know i mean nathan he he might take like a record deal or something if he got it you know but he's right now he's building shit on his own you know and i think that's a way to do it because then you fuck the music industry you're making your own industry you're making your own business and if you have if there's a thousand people and that are willing to buy your merch you're going to be able to survive pretty yeah. decently yeah. you know uh, no, and no, you can ryan, find them on your own ryan upchurch i don't know if you guys are he's more country yeah, rap I I, I, the yeah. guys actually he does kind of everything i love that he doesn't really have a genre but that's what made him big was country rap but that guy from what i understand anyway he just promotes himself he does most of his shit and well now he's got other people he does a lot of collaboration and everything too mm-hmm. yeah but that guy is killing it what is he doing different that you guys aren't doing that other people are doing i agree i agree with jake that those are the two avenues you can go and i would say that the the avenue that you should consider going if you're going down that road is the doing it yourself avenue because that's what i mean when i feel uh, if because if you're going the other way trying to be lucky well, good fucking luck. Well, and the know? other thing like, is, they can take you. That, they can get rid mean? of you as soon as they as soon as they take you on. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like it's what, all up to them. If you do it, it yourself and you build an audience, and people they'll stick around. You know? Yeah. Like you're, and the problem with the, the problem with doing it yourself is you have to become a small business person. Yes. In order mm-hmm. to do it, you have to learn and all those. Yeah. For, you got to be good for, at business as well as music. For artistically minded people, that's a hard pill to swallow. You know. And for me too, I've had to learn, and that's not to say that I'm the best at it. I'm not fucking. I'm not topping the charts currently, but that hasn't really been my ambition in a while either. Um, but I, no one can take it from you if you build it yourself and hang on to it and don't put it in anybody else's pocket, which is worth a lot. It's worth a lot more than money, in my opinion. And if you manage to build it from the ground up using only your own merit and people that are actually invested in what you're doing rather than being invested in the idea of you then that shit will have more staying power it'll be more meaningful it'll add more to your life in the long run and maybe you won't be playing packed out arenas i mean hopefully you will because that's fucking awesome not that i've done it but i've played in front of some big crowds and it's a fucking rush like nothing really kind of compares to that shit but but that's fleeting you know like that's the drug that's that's the high that you get out of it but the rest of it i mean you can either chase that high and hardly ever grab it or you can have a whole bunch of fulfillment in between and then get a few highs along the way which is the doing it yourself route in my opinion and again maybe i'm wrong 
But if you're doing it for the fame of the fortune and not the love of your talent and your music and you're your hardly art, an artist, yeah. then you're kind of a cunt and you probably shouldn't <laughs> succeed anyway. You're more of a karaoke singer, yeah. Which isn't bad either. Uh, I look yes, at it, it is, like, Zach. It's very bad. No, it's not. Uh, like People like karaoke. And I know some people that are pretty good at it. <clears throat> the way I look at it is uh, in the big picture, too. The internet is part of this thing that is decentralizing all these entertainment markets. And I don't want to be part of the big companies that are part of the old school centralization of the gatekeepers no. are 15 well, they're, they're people. They're going the way of the dinosaur yeah. anyway. Yeah, there's nothing. We can't put the, the genie back into the bottle. Right. So, And I like, like, same with podcasting. It's like, this is a, this is content as, I mean, Skycast puts out five things a week. We're, we're content up there with anybody as far as the podcasting world and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's where it is. And it's like... Scatcast.com. That's right. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash Scatcast. Well, you we also don't, we don't owe anything to anyone except for uh, Dan you, Cummins. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. But, uh, you know, it's being decentralized means that we, we have more a uh, marketplace of more opinions, a marketplace of more diverse thoughts and, and ideas. And it's just a special thing to be a part of. We're like these trailblazers. I mean, <laughs> I'm not patting myself on the back or any of you, but it's like we are all kind of just like guinea pigs and all of this stuff. Yeah. And with musicians, like, we have no idea how to make... Like, with touring, you used to, as a band, they take all of your percentage off of your record sales. They take 80, 90, 95% of the points off of your 100-point record. Mm-hmm. And, but then you'd go on tour, and you'd make all your money on merch. And now there's zero plastic discs for sale, and the downloads barely pay anything. Yeah. And so now the record companies are like, yeah, let's get you on tour. And they take money off the tickets, and they take money off the merch. So but the even- artists are now back to the point where... Where do, I mean, so if you want to see your favorite artist, I say this all the time, go to Jiffy Lube because they're going to change your oil for you. He's the guitar player for a national <laughs> touring band. I have another question, too. I mean, so like even with podcasting or music, you get all your content out there and you know, get it on YouTube. You have to get such an uh, exorbitant amount of likes and yeah. YouTube has to like what you're doing or they'll cancel you as yeah. well. Uh, how, how, the, how the fuck do you make it work? It's, it's like a lot. of. I mean, people... Artist learning business is interesting because it does create like all these new little niches to everything, and uh, I don't know how we do it. It's like, like I said, it's trailblazing. People are just it's like, gotta <laughs> work really fucking hard. Yeah, yeah. lots like, of side hustles. I probably spend—I don't know about you guys, but I probably spend twenty percent of my time like with my music stuff, actually playing music. The other eighty percent right. yeah, is fucking emailing, and doing, and, yeah, you know, promoting, booking, shit like that. Gear. Yeah, hauling, <laughs> yeah. yeah, setting shit up at shows. <laughs> But also, um, going back to something you said, um, you mentioned the podcast and like part of the thing about doing it on your own too, that's really cool is that you guys can go on here and say whatever the hell you want, you know, like you're not like back in the day, your option would have been like a TV show, you know, and like you watch a talk show and those things are fucking terrible, Mm -hmm. you know? And so like, this is cool because you can actually like talk, like have a real conversation and same with music. Like when you're Phil, bro, (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Phil is a cool one. I hosted a radio show for years or for a few years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I almost cost my company hundreds of thousands of dollars each time I would talk because the FCC, <laughs> and, you know, like I would I'm have shocked. to bleep things. Yeah. This is my shocked mm-hmm. face. <laughs> and, you know, you can't say fucking mm-hmm. cunt on, on like radio because of FCC. But yeah. here it's like this special place. Again, marketplace of ideas. Well, you know, you can say on the radio, which I could go off about this all fucking day, but you can't say something is fucking awesome, but you can like have a bunch of super sexualized shit or like talking about like, you know, drugs and alcohol Violence and like and how awesome it is mm-hmm. as long as you don't say fuck right then you're, that's cool and like your children can listen to that <laughs> yeah. but they can't listen to you say man isn't it this fucking awesome isn't some super fucking cool that's bad but what's okay is for to 
the other it's so backwards and yeah i don't know we have our priorities pretty screwed up yeah didn't we do didn't we do a little fuck this thing on the fcc in the early days yes, of jar i think so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can we, we can revisit that. that again we should probably do that every year <laughs> yeah it's i feel like i'm service. talking a lot of shit about a bunch of stuff i'm gonna listen <laughs> to this back and be like oh god no, he's like, whiny. no you're fine yeah. that's kind of some what we things do. you should keep to yourself but <laughs> that's the other whatever thing. Yeah, jeff is not, does not i gotta tell you that's why i have had to keep shit to myself because i was a faction of the government that didn't get to live by the rules of everybody else in society so now i'm like yeah. i am Hell free yeah. Yeah. i can open my mouth yeah. if you don't like what i say i don't give a fuck he's you fucking, can love me or hate me it really doesn't he's fucking yeah. the genie in aladdin right after the fucking <laughs> came don't off. you put me back in there motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> all right well is there anything else you want to talk about with the music stuff so uh, what do you guys think before we leave this what do you guys think about the nature of the way people in general interact with music now as opposed to how they used to because i feel like music as an as an entertainment medium is not it's just it's not uh interacted with the same now as it was like you know if, if somebody's like hey let's go out and do something like maybe around item 10 or 11 for most people is like let's go see if anybody's playing some live music like right. it's just become kind of an accessory to whatever else is going on rather yeah. than something that is sought out and not everybody there are people that still that's their primary thing that they go and search out to do in their leisure time but those people are like they seem like the minority to me as somebody who's been a working musician for a lot of years. Oh, for sure. We've watched the crowds dwindle mm -hmm. in all the genres. Yeah. A couple, barring a couple, EDM and hip hop have kind of stayed consistent. Country's still kind of consistent. Do you think but, that's because there's so many other forms of entertainment that yes. are a lot easier to access? Yeah. yeah, I think so. On demand stuff, I mean, there's just... But, I mean, you could do that with music, too, right? Mm -hmm. but you could do that before. If you had the album, it'd be way easier to listen to the album than go see it played live. So I wonder if, if devaluing it in the sense that you could download it for free, I wonder if that did something to the value of the live music, too. Probably didn't help. But I have mixed feelings yeah. about that, too, because I don't know. I, I There's some... <laughs> there's some deeply artistic side of me that's like art shouldn't be behind a paywall like art art is made for people to interact with and like it's supposed to uh, it's a consumer to stir I, something in as somebody as a consumer yeah. I disagree with you I know and this is, and this you don't is get why. more art if there's no money involved so you, that person will starve to death kind of thing go ahead I'm turning into an old fuck now I mean <laughs> I've, I've supported the local music scene and, and you know quite honestly the national music scene I've gone been to a lot of fucking concerts in my life yeah. but I'm at the age now where I, where I would rather sit around a and, and and learn about people then listen to then listen go out and listen to loud music and not be able to have a conversation the people are more important to me but I'll buy your fucking albums I'll buy your shirts I'll yeah. buy your buttons whatever the fuck it is to support you but I might not go to your show just because I'm, I'm getting older Right. And it's too fucking loud on on a long enough timeline. Well, does that make sense? That makes does total it, sense. Does it make your hearing aids feedback? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're a kind. Of, <laughs> well, it also makes it so that people do that do show up, like you know what they're actually there for. Like they're there for like. There's a lot of people who go out to shows and they just go to drink and dance and they're not really paying attention. They're just looking for a band to dance to, kind of thing, which is cool. And I appreciate that when people come out, you know, just to go out yeah but that's not it's not that, a true supporter no yeah like, like and it, not that's even not a, a supporter yeah and I, I don't even want to call it like a supporter because like music should be about you write something and 
hopefully it can connect with somebody in some way and it can mean something to them. And then the, the fact that it means something to them means something to you. And it's like a mutual thing. It's not even just support because it's a mutual True. kind of deal, you know, it's a love for the art. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, if I made this for a reason, damn it. Yeah. That's, so yeah. If, that's exactly my point so, about why I don't think it should live behind a paywall. Yeah. Because but it, that, yeah. that just pollutes that, that connection. Yeah. yeah I got, I, I was kind of talking more about your first, the first thing mm-hmm. about, um, people going out and stuff yeah. to, to live music and going out to shows. Like generally I think the people who go out just for the sake of going out, I, I appreciate it when they do. And it'd be cool if more people did it, but it's not, to me personally, it's not that big of a deal because yeah. it's like those are the people that it's kind of like it's not feeding they, your they, soul. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not like getting anything out of this other than like going out and getting drunk and having a good time for the night, which is like I from my music at least like I like it like to connect with people more than that. And I'm not like mad that it's not connecting with them that way. Yeah. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's but it's to, not but it's not as important to me the people that don't come out because they have other stuff to do. Like the people that want to come out because it matters to them, they're going to come out either way. Yeah, you right. know what I mean? But you're, I mean, we used to call them albums, no, but people are that are purchasing your downloads. So those are the people that are putting, investing into your music. <laughs> yeah. We still call them albums. Jim. Whatever the fuck <laughs> they are. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to be cool right now, I guess. Fucking call them recognize <laughs> Anyway, 17s, Jeff. I think those are the people that are your true yeah. uh, people that, are resonating with your music and you know what they're going to be people you never meet Zach asked me a question early on when we met he's like how many people have you helped fuck I don't know they don't call me back you know so it's an unknown to you and it can drive you crazy not knowing Mm-hmm. I guess it's just, but with uh, social media, you kind of, I mean, people still interact with you on there and you know, you can, yeah. And you know, and so, and you, I don't know, you can, you can kind of, tell not that like i have like a big following or whatever so i don't really know i'm pretty ignorant to how it's the whole thing works huge. you know it's huge his following <laughs> is huge it's the greatest largest, largest of followers. but and and i agree with you too i mean being a musician i i'm kind of guilty of the same thing you are like i don't the last thing i generally want to do is go out and watch other people play me especially right. now being sober too on top of that it's like yeah. i really ever only go out if like someone like there's a artists that I really, really want to see, you know, cause their mu- music means a lot to me or if it's my friends and I want to support them, yeah. you know, like that's if I go out, if I come out to your show mm-hmm. when, whenever you're performing, it's because I really fucking like you because if mm-hmm. I didn't, I wouldn't come yeah, out. I like with me, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm the other not, night, I'm not and, I pro- and, and if I don't come out, if there's anyone on here listening, that's like a musician in the area and I don't come out to your shows, it doesn't mean I don't like you. Right. It's, no. it's, uh, I just, <laughs> I'm, he's just chosen. I spend so much over. fucking time with music. It's that's like exactly my free time. That's the last thing like I want to do. By the way, nobody in town listens to this show. It's all out of town. Dude, after, after doing the Songsmith series and seeing all the artists in town, I, it was really fun and meeting everybody and finding out all the cool people and mm-hmm. stuff. It's like, yeah, I don't want to see anybody sing with an acoustic guitar for probably 10 more years. You know, so. doing yeah. the Songsmith series, it was really cool for that reason, but it also was detrimental to me for that Same. reason, Same. too, if I'm being honest. Fuck and it's yeah, not because it everybody's. It's just that musicians are so fucking high maintenance to work with, dude. Yeah. Like, especially when it comes to scheduling and everybody having different notions of how shit's supposed to go. Like, you could do that shit for a year and you'd be like, no, I'm good. Like, I don't want to be involved in any kind of booking yeah. or promote. Like, I just want to play. Yeah. So that's where <laughs> I'm, I'm sure at right that was now. A good networking thing though for you guys like meeting fun. a bunch of I've people. I've always done that. I don't know mm-hmm. why I've always done that. Like before 
before the songs miss series in california but Zach's before i was trying to make the a team man i learned i learned early on it was like so when i started playing music in in like 98 99 97 somewhere in there i read every book you're supposed to read and this kind of speaks to how we started and I read all these, like, the music business, one-on-one, and all these things. And it's like, okay. And music I, and you. Yeah. <laughs> but the, one of the first things that I learned was, like, fuck going to Hollywood, fuck going to New York, fuck going to Nashville and, you know, Austin or whatever. Like, try and make your community. Like, try and make your name in your community and try and help your community. Don't be a cunt. Just fucking, you know, did it, all this yeah. stuff. I don't know what it's book I read. grass is mm-hmm. always greener thing. It's a bunch of bullshit. It is. Anyway. It I is. Mean, I mean, if you live in a small town in the mountains like I grew up with, there's only 900 people there. And a lot of them are retired. It's like, okay, well. You, you should can, get out of you, there. You could do a little bit. But, like, yeah, yeah. that's not really going to be conducive to it. But, like, if you live in any size of city mm-hmm. and, and you can't make some kind of a go out of your uh, building a community there. Especially with the internet. Going yeah. somewhere else is not going to fix yeah. that. Like, yeah. you're the problem. Yeah. Why, why be, I mean, it's, is it better to be a big fish in a small pond or to go to L.A. and be the tiniest fish in the biggest pond? I mean, it's, and then I'd rather just eat the fish than be the fish that gets eaten. <laughs> Fair enough. By the way, but, so was it last night or the night before? Five Finger Death Punch and Brantley Gilbert did a concert together? They. Brantley. I don't know who Brantley Gilbert is. He's country. Is he? Oh, cool. Yeah. How cool Who's is Five Finger Death Punch? <laughs> don't make me kick you in the tank. <laughs> Jeff just wants to kick somebody at this point. It's like, you guys, we haven't seen each other for a week. Give me shit. But, but basically, I was like, okay, I read all these books, and, and it was right at the time when, when Napster was happening. And all of the, the knowledge of the music business just died like at the time that i was reading it's like you want to look into this internet thing at the back of the book and it's like but really you want to do this you want to network here you want to get into these radios you want to do this and try and find a, a label and all this stuff and so i'm just following along the, the things and i was terrible too so there's nobody going to give me a record label at this point but it was just like <laughs> two years later they're like okay the next book is like we have no idea how to do this now there's no <laughs> we don't know Bro, sounds like a terrible book yeah. <laughs> after two we have no fucking they were idea. honest they're like uh, we can't so, believe you paid for this book right. <laughs> no this was this was the, the, the new edition like the, the old edition I read it was like you know internet look into it the next one they're like internet killed all the things that we said before <laughs> yeah. just find somebody that knows the internet volume Maybe two. A 12 year old you know what disregard volume one yeah, exactly. yeah. Exactly. you know what though I I love that honestly that the internet did that that had that effect on music I think it's great me too and, and yeah a lot of people bitch about it, but I'm like, look, it's decentralization, yep. you know, and that's, that's, in my opinion, pretty much never a bad thing. You know, it's like putting, putting things back into the hands of people. Like Zach, you say all the time at our shows, we'd rather be, you know, heard, heard than, than paid, paid. Yeah. In, which is kind of mostly true, but yeah, uh, kind of <laughs> I like being paid too, but you know, but, it's an artist but, saying kind of hyperbole a little bit, but it is, it is the point, you know, because like if you, if you, if that shit is behind a paywall, to where people either feel like they can't interact with it or more importantly in today's day and age they won't interact with it because you're a pretentious cunt for forcing them to pay for your music that they could just download for free somewhere else right. you know so it's like that's that's not the move we live in the age of of crowdfunding now to where it's like your your efforts would be better spent building a community of people that are actually interested in seeing you continue to do this thing that you're doing making finding ways to make them feel like they're a part of it and then giving them shit in return that makes them feel like they want to invest in it to to see it grow and continue yeah. to go further oh, dude i i've so been much given more fun out um this way sorry oh okay, yeah, i was just gonna say, i was just gonna give a shout out to all of my bosses in patreon it's like mm, that's this what i'm is, saying that this, this is a prime is, example of what i'm talking about i mean how did all the renaissance paintings get made it wasn't because fucking you know Raphael's out there painting and fucking out on the street no like, it was because I mean, dave 
Deja Arnold's gave fucking yes. money per month. That's right. It's because of <laughs> on <laughs> Patreon.com. Okay, maybe it was because the Pope was uh, maybe the, that it was patrons, right? And and this is like a true thing. It's like the people in the in the litter box in our Patreon litter box. They're like in it. And they've done exactly what you said, where they're like, hey, we think, you know, yeah. this they is worth... it up and yeah. snort straight lines of it, dude. <laughs> How about like snort the cast <laughs> right into the yeah. nose holes? Like one of the guys, uh, Ryan Strong. I mean, that guy who... Love that dude so much. That guy. I mean, he's going out of his way, taking his own time to do his own art and craft yeah. and, and brand it with scat cast. And yeah. it's like... He's spreading the that's, scat with a poop knife, bro. I mean, yeah. that couldn't be any better. <laughs> that's the best thing in the it's world. Like, dude, that's like the coolest took, thing in the world. He took like a half dozen or more of those to the, da- the damn come and show. Jake's face when you said he's spreading the scat with the poop knife. I was like, <laughs> I was like what, what are you, are you talking, talking about? about? <laughs> we, should, we should probably like, say, yeah, for sure, dude. I don't, I don't think. That's some new slang. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think Jake is, is too keen on, on what we do here at Scatcast. Uh, it's not necessarily about poop. But, it's mostly so about when poop. When I was at Time Suck, I was called the script keeper. Mm-hmm. So I wrote for Dan, and I just was like, I, I've always done this audio theater stuff where I do cartoons that you can't see. So it's like radio cartoons. Cartoons and that's for your earballs. That's right. So that's what Scatcast is. So I called it uh, Script Keepers Audio Theater, and then I looked at it. I was like, Scat. Oh, great. And then I was like, Scat Cast. That makes sense. And then da-da-da. and now gotcha. when you look up Scat Cast, it's depending on how you spell it, you're either coming to find some funnies in these guys or you look at a lot of poop stuff. A lot of poop, <laughs> a lot of poop fetish stuff. And we're happy to be in a space that's kind of, you know, there's not a lot of non-poop stuff in the, in the space. When, when your moniker is a kitty butthole. Yeah. yeah. yeah our, our logo yeah, is that. It's, it's hard to d- our, decipher between. Our logo is the asterisk, which, I mean, if you look at your cat's butt, looks like a little asterisk. It's in there. Kitty butthole. That's where asterisks come from. Actually. Kitty. Kitty. Jesus My Christ. NSA guy needs to know. All right. Anything more on the music? I mean, shit's changed. I'm glad it's changed. Mm-hmm. It's so much better now to I am too. It's it's have harder thousands of people there's no listen. golden ticket to the chocolate factory, you know, but I don't know how great that ever was. I feel like people yeah. look at that with rose-colored glasses, but it's way better now. Yeah, yeah I think so. I'd rather make less money and have complete control over my shit and better connections and not be told what I am and not what I am and am not allowed to do, mm-hmm. you know, than just fucking be a puppet for some fucking record label you know dance not not that i would never sign to a label dance. but i'd have to have a pretty good contract and 100 yeah, no, no freedom record, if i know record label wants, <laughs> it's yeah. not something that's on my radar that or that i'm really interested in you gotta at sell all, a lot of fucking you know, records and make a lot of money and not even records you just gotta make a lot of money to have any kind of you know where they're like oh yeah you can keep the rights to your music yeah you know? i mean the, the big thing mm-hmm. they want is those residuals so mm-hmm. you know so. my version of a record deal would be some large entity approaching me with some offer and i'd go you can pay me 50 grand and i'll put your logo on all my shit right yeah that's like a sponsor <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly it's like well, we, we started a little magazine for our band and you can buy an ad you know and the, da, da, da. That's... I'll, I'll do you a favor sony <laughs> <laughs> you want what we got i know you got beyonce but you don't got us i don't know you don't got this acoustic prog rock nobody's ever played acoustic prog rock music that i write <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> all right, so let's move along. And this is your your topic, Jeff. Yeah, it's kind of mine and Shaden's topic. Yeah, all right. Well, it's, it's I'm going to talk. I'm going to fucking talk about it, and I bet Jake will too. But yeah, this has got something to say on this. I'm pretty. This sure. is just a random working from home. Yeah. So since the pandemic, epidemic, fucking whatever the fuck it was, the COVID bullshit, uh, <laughs> a lot of people started working from home. Which there are some positives to, I think. Yeah. Uh, and Being a lot of home. people stayed working from home. 
But I'm wondering, so now that we're where we are a couple years out, or I don't know, are we a couple years out? I don't know. Ish? In California, they just yeah, started up say, some we're new still shit. In it. Besides the COVID <laughs> shit, we've had people working from home now for quite a while. You are included. Shane's yeah. included. Is music your main industry uh, income? Oh, uh, yeah. So essentially work from home, mm-hmm. go out and do some shows. Well, that's not working at all. I'm going to go to the floor. Well, you got to go to the bullshit. Well, but no. the majority of it, like I said, is sending emails and shit. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And yeah. then me leaving my job, who I was out in everybody's home um, <laughs> for a long time. Getch <laughs> <laughs> works from everyone's home. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and not working out and spending my a lot home of time on home. home a lot of time there are home. a lot of positives, but I think there's a lot of negatives too. And, and, uh, I'm sure there's people out that listen to this that have changed from being out within the workforce into working from home. And, mm-hmm. and I, I, let's talk about it. Is, yeah. it. is it good? Is it bad? Um, it's got to be mixed. What do you, what do you need to... I want to know... What I do wanna, you need to do if you are working from I home? I want to hear from you first, Zach, because not only do you work from home, but you like more you do so more voraciously than anybody else i know that works like, from this home. is the first time i've left and, the house and in this, like yeah three weeks. and this is coming from somebody who like i i i work my ass off at my job especially this month i'm just getting fucking hammered but i also kind of love my job you know so yeah. it's like and i imagine there's some parallel there with with you too but oh, i love my but job i want to so i want to know i want to know how it is for you not only uh in the way that you manage your time but also in how do you think it affects your mental state? You know, yeah. There's some. Mm-hmm. There, there can be some serious, some 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 physical issues. There can mm-hmm. be some psychological issues for sure. Because you we, go hard in the paint, dude. I like, do, and that's coming <laughs> from somebody who goes hard in said paint. Yeah, and, and by <laughs> and large, we, 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 all <laughs> we all acknowledge and come from the basis that we need people in our lives, and we we need interaction in our lives. Most yeah. people do. We can hashtag yeah. not all everything, right? For sure, absolutely. So anyway, yeah. So tell us about it. Uh, well, I don't know if there's much to say. I mean, I love my job and it goes by so fast. Tell your audience to... how much you hate doing what you do. Zero percent. Zero percent. That's the right uh, answer. <laughs> I fucking love it. So I don't know. I do go hard to paint. The time management thing is weird because, you know, if you're working for a company, it's like you go and tell they say to go home or, or tell mm-hmm. you set clock. I have zero of that. So it's like, OK, I can I can work till fucking six in the morning or right until it's due and stuff. And I do. And I love it. Uh that's a different kind of person, though, man, because some people, when left to their own devices, like without a taskmaster or a time clock, they won't look Discipline at it that way. The they, they won't, they'll look at it like, well, I could just work for three hours a day and then fucking play Xbox. Oh, if I was working yeah. for Time Suck, I mean, I'll be honest here. Like, <laughs> Scatcast to me is a lot more fun than Time Suck because I did a lot of hard work for Time Suck. Working at home during the pandemic, I didn't really work at home because I was on Is We Dumb and I did the production stuff right. and I did Secret Suck, but. A lot of the times I could be at home even before the pandemic, you know, and you're tempted to be like, when it's not for you and it's not your shit, and if, if your integrity's a little low, like mine or whatever, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, can I push this out until tomorrow? Or, you know, the discipline for me is can weird. because I just give I, the old no thank you? <laughs> <laughs> no, th- no thank you. Um, discipline for me, it's like, it's about how, it's, it's maybe not discipline because I love it, so it's not hard to be disciplined. Uh, I so, think it is. It's still discipline. It is, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Especially when you're doing it. I mean, this is our When you do something you love for week. a job, like you might love it, but it still is a chore. Oh, it's back to know? the Songsmith like, series where yeah. I love playing my music and other people's music and all the covers that I do mm-hmm. and stuff. And I love seeing all the artists and even listening to them, even though I'm not super into that anymore. But yeah, I don't, I don't 
I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> I don't want to. So is it, let me, <coughs> well, let me the flip ask you this. side of that too. Go ahead. Is, I was just going to say, um, flip side of that is not being able to turn it off. You know, it's just fucking working too much and being yeah. like, oh, I could do more. Like sometimes I wish I had like a nine to five so I could just go home and after five o'clock I can just relax. You that know? Was and it's fun, hard for me to relax. That I'm was always thinking part. about doing more shit you know when i work for dan uh you know that i didn't i've in my lifetime i've not had a ton of nine to five jobs it was so nice to go work for dan and then if i wanted to i never really did i'd always kind of take my work over the weekends but it's i had a weekend and Mm -hmm. it's like weird because when you work for yourself as a musician you're like friday saturday sunday is like my time to do stuff and so whenever your weekend is but when you work for yourself i haven't had a a weekend and I can't even think of a vacation there's no that's not happening so as a fair to say you're years. so busy you don't have the time to to have any of those mental breakdowns or be lonely or uh, have depression or anything I don't you feel... de- you deal with things so differently than I do like you kind of like to be left alone again yeah. you were the only child and your parents put you in a fucking kennel and fed uh, you like dog it. treats so I can understand differently. he's built differently <laughs> I'm a douche I'm a douche douche but where are you going with what what are you saying? No, miss- so you it doesn't seem to affect you as much as maybe it would me. Um, where she, I, I think that you can get to a point when you're working at home, if you work too much, where you actually become very antisocial. Oh, it I, could happen. I've, what is the word? Agoraphobia, where you're like, you don't want to leave the house and you're fucking, you know, is that the word? Yeah. I, 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 well, I had a car wreck not that long ago. Uh, Wait, hold on. So, sorry, not to interrupt, but like, did your parents really put you in a kennel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I'm not going to be able to. Yes, they <laughs> did. Jake's like, we're that, not going to walk that, that, that isn't the normal. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I got it. I'm not going to be able to focus are, on anything are, <laughs> until that gets confronted. Are, like, holy shit. You guys have heard this story, but uh, so my, my, my parents owned a pet store. Been around dog supplies for like 27 years or something like that. It was and really premium dog food. It was the good shit. It was the high <laughs> level stuff, right? It was bougie as fuck. Uh, but it started small and I watched them grow and stuff. But they, I was like their little tester kid because I was like five when they opened the business. And, and I worked for them the whole time or I was there anyway the whole time. And they would, they're like, these are really, this dog food's really good. It's not like the store bought food. See, we'll feed our kid. You know, and so they'd feed me dog biscuits, and I'd li- I literally get up here and eat this dog. I literally, okay, but they they didn't make him sit hold on. and stay. And yeah. no, there's nothing. But there's like a little counter, you know, where the where the cash register is, and my head would just pop up, and I'd eat a little biscuit, and then I'd go down. You know? and it was just <laughs> like what? But they didn't lock kennel. me in a kennel. Okay, what? yeah, because the way you made that sound, was like, <laughs> well, the whole, like we're, we're they leave now. for like a month, and they lock you in a fucking kennel with what? like dog, like wet dog food. <laughs> <laughs> the wet dog food wasn't my favorite. Not a fan of the canned he dog food. He's like, I ate it, but it wasn't. My <laughs> you know, I'll eat it still, but you know, I'm not a fan. No, my parents had a couple, a couple stores of Thunder Mountain for at one point, and so when we were opening the second store, and for the whole time that it was open, my parents they're like, I, could, I wasn't old enough to work. I was old enough to help like move dog food and stuff, but I wasn't old enough. I was a nuisance, so they put me in. It was an old bank that we bought that we rented or whatever leased, and it was a bank vault, and so they locked me in the vault. To keep me away from whatever it wasn't to keep people away. <laughs> it's from kind the of a kennel. They gave me yeah. blankets but and water. There, and I'd sit there and yeah. I'd look at this little black and white TV and watch Perry Mason and fucking like Voltron on a black and white little <laughs> tiny little portable. And, and I was happy as shit. I was just in there drawing okay. and stuff. And people are like, 
oh, that's cruel. I'm like, no, I would have had to hang out with my mom if I had any other way. It was fine. I was going to say, you should love CPS. <laughs> I guess we were talking about that off the, off, the, <laughs> off the mics was when we were talking about right, that. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Way to break the fourth wall, bro. Fourth wall <laughs> broken. But yeah, so, I mean, my parents were a little unorthodox. I had eight dogs that lived in the house, all labs, and just a weird childhood. And he was one okay. of them. I was, yeah, I was the ninth lab. And not the most popular. Popular of the labs gotcha. today, the fam. Nobody bought him. You were a dog they took care of. It's, yeah, they cared. Gotcha. I had it's, three uh, names instead of just one name. It's so good that I wasn't me as I am now back then going into your parents' store because I would have abused that shit so much. I would have gone in my and I'd be, like, I'd be like, well, I'm a really discerning uh, dog food uh, aficionado. I only feed my dogs the best thing. So what I'm trying the full range of your products. What do you recommend? They'd be like, oh, well, this one's really, really good. I'd be like, mm, I don't know. Will the child eat it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me bring the boy out. Zach! <laughs> like He's once a mom, week. So he was you, the you gimp of dog head food. around the doorway and see me and go fuck <laughs> rank you rank you fuck yeah that kind of sucked but uh, I think we started talking about working from home yeah, right? yeah. Right? so Shaden yeah. now you yeah sorry went, for that oh, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm happy to dish on my life don't, don't worry about it we never get tired of so talking. you've been working at home for how long now uh, but yours was uh, a new company that you a new job that you transitioned to yeah, and yeah. brought you home yeah and I uh, weirdly enough I didn't start my working from home thing because of the pandemic right right it was just like a happened to yeah yeah, happened to just be one of those those unicorn jobs but i've been doing it for a year now and uh it's it's been mostly awesome uh for me but i'm kind of i'm kind of like zach in that i'm just like i will i i will work myself to death Mm -hmm. if if i feel that it's necessary and i will smile the whole way through it because i'm just like I kind of thrive on getting shit done and kicking ass, you know? So, but that's a rad employee to have, by the way, two year, you're yeah. welcome, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's my, I was like that too. Maybe I, I intent to cut you off, but I guess what I'm looking for is what disciplines do you put into your life to make sure you take a shower at least, you know, regularly nope. and get some exercise and <laughs> eat healthy. And I don't actually I only have, sh- I only shower when I know that you guys are coming. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. <laughs> I haven't, no, I haven't touched water for four weeks. I, <laughs> I struggle with that. Not showering, but I struggle with that too. I like showering because it's like a break, yeah, you know, right. but, yeah. but I like showering too. Yeah, no, I, I, I'll, I'll drive myself as, as fast as you want to. I'll, I'll work myself till I burn myself out completely. And then I'll just like lie on the couch for like a day and kind of just rejuvenate myself and then just get back at it and fucking lose, keep Tell going until I lose my mind. Does, you is know? that the Do best thing? you kick your own ass when you're not doing something i hate dude i'm so bad at it man like i and i feel i feel guilty for feeling guilty about this and right. i should you know but like i'll <laughs> like i'll be watching a movie with my girlfriend and i'll be like fuck i need to like go respond to like messages or go finish a song or like plan out like some shit that we're recording and like it never stops it's mm-hmm. just like even when i'm there it's hard for me to be there you know what i mean that's something i've definitely lost somewhere along the way too is the ability to actually relax i don't know how to do that yeah it's not relaxing it's 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 uncomfortable that's the other thing your space of comfort your space of well i mean you you live alone but essentially you've got your cats for family your space of comfort (laughs) and family and time for yourself is no longer that now this is your business so how do you separate the two yeah how do you even even before though like when i was working for the car rental place i was the same way like i couldn't i just 
I my my coping mechanism somewhere along the line became I'm just gonna kick ass as much as I possibly can, even to the detriment of my own well being. If if that's what I feel like Sleep doing, when you're dead. And I I mean I've I force myself. I'm not I'm not oblivious to that that that's the reality. So I force myself to stop and take some time to just you know try to decompress. But I find for a long time I. I can't like when I'm decompressing like if I'm like I'm gonna force myself to sit down and play God of War for three hours you know it's like (laughs) that is just the task that I'm making myself do I'm not actually relaxing I'm just sitting there going thinking about all these things that I could be doing and and then I'm just like going through this exercise of fending them off like no you're supposed to be relaxing air quotes right now and and, and I don't relax at all (laughs) it goes back to the addiction thing I think too yeah Yeah. it's the same thing and also it's like a little peer pressure too in the back of my mind because I actually like after after Thursday I can chill on Friday and stuff but in the back of my mind it's like Somebody's working hard to you right now. Yeah, it's just that hustle culture where you're especially with musicians, man. It's already so hard to fucking make it. You know that you know some psychos that are out there that are like, he hasn't slept for six years Mm -hmm. and he's fucking almost there, and it's like, oh, I don't want to do that. And I don't know if you guys are like this at all either, but I'm also like, like I, if I try to sit down and relax, like I'm always so stressed out all the time about all the shit I got to get done. I'm like, but if I just go get this done and I just work my ass off and go get that thing done. Then I'll be able to relax and I won't have anything to stress about. But then, <laughs> as soon as it's done, yeah, it, that, it, that never happens. <laughs> you yeah, know, it just gets worse. It's just a rabbit Tomorrow hole. Tomorrow you know? never comes. Do you yeah. remember the game? <laughs> I, maybe the best way, uh, Price is Right, Plinko. You ever see that game? The price is wrong. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my, I've seen Happy Gilmore. Okay, well, so, well my wife and I, we call it, it's basically like a, a ball drops and then, you know, some moves and then it'll drop into a new thing and the same so it'll be like a little moving circle I guess or something and the ball will change people like so it's Plinko at it yeah okay. it's a rotating fucking and so the way I look at it is you have a ball in your little Plinko spot where you it's the main spot that it falls and then it, you move the ball and then another one falls in the same spot so it's always Plinko you're always getting a new stress because that's like your pattern like your patternistic so it's not about the stressor that you're dealing with it's about the fact that you're that's how you live mm. is from stress to stress to stress that's why entertainment's kind of a dick like a shitty industry like I the, mean my dick is <laughs> but like <laughs> but think about it like <laughs> sorry you're good but like uh, think about I don't know if this is like you. I, I don't know if you've gotten over stage fright or whatever if you ever had stage fright but for me every time I book a show especially if it's like oh god this, we, you played the show that we did the, the Bing Crosby so show yeah. where it's like you get one song or my warmed up I got a guy with fucking appendicitis, whatever. <laughs> like I, for the My two bad. days before that, it wasn't fun at all for me. It was just mm-hmm. absolute bullshit in my head where I'm just fighting this like insecurity and all this silly shit. And it's like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. My, what's my point, guys? I, don't know. Yeah, I, I guess. Went all over I, I, no, it, it, it's just like you got it. You feel like you got to be more prepared, and so you just want to work harder to get more prepared. But I did want to ask you, like, okay, so when you work really hard, how come you can't take that day off? Like, do you feel like you don't deserve the day off or is it the other people are hustling? I I think it's kind of like I said, it's like that. I know if I take a day off, I'm going to be super stressed out about all the shit I got to get done the next day. Like if I try to take a Friday off, then it's like, well, then fucking Saturday is going to come around. I'm going to be right back at it. I might as well just work and then take Saturday off. But then Saturday there's shit to do, so it's like I'll take Sunday off, and then it just it never ends. So it's, it's like, and you just want I just want yeah, alone. I just want to get it all. Well, I just want to get it all over with as soon as I can, so that way I can relax. But it's never ending fucking 
trapped. You know, this, you don't get it done. Piece it's of your it pattern. Where yeah. you, there's yeah. this piece of it too where you you prioritize things that matter the most to you moment to moment. And for me, it's like, okay, well, I need to get all this work done for work so that I'm ahead of the ball and still look like a badass in that department. I need to uh, work on this thing for this recording that I'm doing. I need to make sure I have all the shit ready and squared away both in my head and, you know, as far as equipment being packed for going to do our podcast and bringing something to the table for shit to talk about. And, and, and then you get to this point where it's like, yeah, but I also need to do my dishes and like vacuum yeah. my house and go to the grocery store. And it's like, I'll push that shit to the last possible moment most of the time. And then I'll get to the point where it's a choice between, okay, I'm this close to burnout. Am I going to relax or am I going to do my dishes and fucking go to the store? And, and then it's like, fuck dude. Like now I just spent my quote unquote unwinding time just, doing housework yeah, angrily, and shit and angrily. going to get gas. So, it would be reasonable, <laughs> if possible, to discipline your day. If you want to have a 12-hour workday, that's great. Work your 12 hours. But you need to take some time, like, okay, and then I'm going to... I guess, even working from home, I think it would be reasonable to keep yourself into some sort of, of discipline of normal life. I wake up. I have coffee. Oh, yeah. I take you a shower. Have have yeah. Schedule. I yeah. take my. I have Absolutely. my breakfast. I go to work. That's I'm going to work from this time to this time, and then I'm done. And that's then I have my apart. my that, pers- that part right there. That's right. done. Because yeah. <laughs> so, I, so I was with you up until the done part. Yeah, but, I know like, when I'm I, I wake up. I wake up every morning, and I'm like, I start my day. I like watch like Trailer Park Boys and eat some food and like drink a cup of coffee and that's like my relaxing Sam, time for the whole. That's my relaxing time. So that's that's it for the day. One then at the end of the night, like I'll um. I like smoke some weed with my girlfriend, and we'll just get stoned and watch. So TV. you get some chill time every night. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's but good. even then, like I said, it's I'm thinking about work, and unless I just get stoned enough to not be able to, it's just like not <laughs> right. healthy, especially with the whole. My sponsor's cool with me smoking at all. weed, so no well, one else can say shit. So everybody's talking. <laughs> do you guys want? A, do you guys want to chill? Like. Do you feel like this you know, might be wrong that we're me, working this hard? Some or part what? of me it's eternally boring. believes that I want to <laughs> yeah, chill, but yeah. uh, but every time I've ever tried to chill, I don't. I'm all for I the hustle. End up liking it. <laughs> yeah. I'm all for the hustle. I, am. I miss I miss skateboarding a lot. That was a huge fucking part of my life. Yeah, that's a nice little yeah, zen. And I don't have an, Yeah, it is. It's super therapeutic mm-hmm. and it's exercise. You know, and it was such a big part of my life. I want to do that. So I but, challenge you. I actually have a challenge for you guys. Okay. I, I'm all for the hustle. I'm, I'm keeping my for, dick in my pants. I don't know what you're No, talking. not that. Okay, <laughs> I'm all for the hustle. I'm all for building your business, <clears throat> getting your work done. But I challenge you to also remember that you got to take care of yourself. And you intentionally make blocks of time for yourself. And it's not just to sit around and jerk off. I mean, do positive things in your own life. Make sure you are taking care of yourself. Make sure you are eating healthy. Make sure you are getting exercise. And make sure that you are taking time to do, to maintain those important those relationships that are important in your life. Yeah. You have to block that out or that is going to be gone. So, yeah, there's wisdom right. in what you're saying and in essence you're right, but I will. I want to point out also that that is the equivalent with yourself of scheduling sex night with your significant other. 
like taking we haven't taking, been married yeah, before no, that's, that's important that's a good metaphor it, it, it is, is because you never fucking like if, you, you never know what you're gonna be and you never know block. like what you're gonna be yeah get married first yeah <laughs> and then come back and have that conversation Dude, with me. there's a reason i haven't gotten married and that's one of them that's it because i don't i don't i don't really dig that shit and i'm not saying that everybody who's married just fucking the romance goes away but the romance no. isn't the core component either True. i've never i've never right. seen a functional marriage not a successful that was marriage, yeah. the center point you know but with when it comes to myself if i if I'm like from 6 to 8 p.m. tonight when I've finished all my chores that is when I have time for me I I automatically hate it I'm just like no I don't I don't fuck I had to schedule time to fucking give a shit about myself why I might as well just keep fucking working well, and, and you also yeah, like okay you, you, you don't know the same thing as is that you know you might just not be in the mood to take a break you might be stressed out about something and it's yeah. like fuck that I'm something gonna get this done work get, and you're like dude yeah. if I don't do this today it's more hell tomorrow so yeah. fuck my me time right yeah. exactly you sacrifice me time over <laughs> And over and so anyway, it's no. a good theory like and it, I agree with yeah. you to the point where if you if you don't remain mindful of it then you get into this point where you're just constantly that's my point away. And you guys yeah. know I mean you know, I, I was a hard worker for a lot of years yeah, I, I mean over time, time between 40 to 8 hours 80 hours every two weeks I mean mostly I was escaping my personal life in all reality <laughs> but to do that and then to not work anymore I mean I've kind of had, yeah. had to learn how to relive life myself you brought this and, up what Linger on what I brought this up. Having all the well, it was really just conversation with Shaden, but I, I had a perspective from my own life yeah. too. It's like I went from essentially the hustle a different in a different way than but you guys big are. Big time though, you to overtime shutting that day. off and then not knowing what the hell to do with myself. Uh, and within the last <clears throat> nine months, I've created enough busyness just with new family and learning new things and getting to uh, be the role of a father and and. And I have so many goals now that I want to reach. I mean, mm -hmm. I just keep stacking them up, and I just constantly feel right. like I'm climbing up this mountain. And I'm addicted to chaos. My, my addiction is chaos. Right. I mean, that that is my drug. Well, we're all yeah. Sisyphus, just pushing the rock up the mountain, so, and it falls again. Right. But my chaos is different now. It's not within my personal relationships. My chaos is wanting to achieve new heights and new goals and try new things in life. Um, and if I if I have too much downtime from that, that's where I get frustrated. So you went from a pattern that you had for thirty years, ish. I mean, with different. Yeah, really more just different, just one particular career. You know. Yeah, that long, yeah. But, but say, so you've had a pattern for the last five, ten years, probably, or five years, including everything. Uh, then you switched it completely. The whole pattern, every yeah. bit of it, changed. So I mean, that's that's got to be pretty unique. So that's way different than working from home. That's like, so what's it like to change your life a hundred percent, one one eighty? Well, it's it's. Because I and you had a positive life, <clears throat> and you moved to another positive life. So right, right. Because, from because of the chaos, I, I love it. Um, it's it's been a definitely a learning curve, and now I'm I'm just so excited to see how many things I can do to get back into the hustle like you guys, you know. And I'm starting it, and part of what we're doing here is is, is part of that. But you know, I I do actually get to do a lot of personal goals that kind of are for me as far as working out and dieting and and i get to take that and well what can i do that with this to teach other people to do that in, in their lives so you're creating um, a new pattern for yourself and you're right, trying to right. find the pieces that go into the daily that's kind of cool. right and and i find now that i'm I, i'm getting increasingly busier and a lot of that is just in the, in the parenting part and trying to win trying to figure out that that puzzle of kids right. which is so much damn fun i just <laughs> i fucking love it it's a good attitude it's, to have it's with so it. great you know and i was you know admittedly i i was not the best 
parent my first time around because I was so busy parenting the community. Right. Uh, but now it's like, okay, now I don't have to deal with the community anymore. I actually get to have a family. So, so it's really cool. So these kids are in handcuffs But it does bring its own, it does bring its own stresses. And I, and I still have to learn to take time for myself. And, and, and I, I think as I get older, I, I recognize how important that is. And it's not taking hot baths and listening to, you know, fucking whatever and and fucking reading 50 shades of gray it's taking time for myself to figure out which direction i want to go and how i'm going to get there and, and things that i want to improve in my life and getting direct keeping direction getting direction going that direction but understanding take a time out and it's not going to happen right now it it, it takes time to get there it, my life is also different i have somebody who's so super supportive and and yeah. on the same road that i am and you know we tend to be going in the same direction it helps with pa- if you helps your patience if you have somebody around that's patient yeah, yeah she's such a bad motherfucker god damn so, yeah. <laughs> we'll have her on one day I am so to excited to have yeah, that her story is gonna blow people's fun. minds yeah I think uh, to kind of put a bow around this shit um, cause I was thinking more about what you were talking about Jeff a few minutes ago uh, I think that it really comes down to uh, correct prioritization of things and more specifically needing to <coughs> make uh, shit that's good for you and shit that you know helps you to whatever recharging looks like I mean it's like people like to say oh you gotta relax to be able to relax and that's I mean, not this necessarily is relaxing, true you know? yeah, this I is mean, relaxing yeah. but we're, we're doing shit y- yeah. yeah you know so but like make consciously make that higher up on your priority list is i think what you were really driving at yes yes and, and i agree with that because that's that's what i have to do and i check myself on that a lot because i'm i'm kind of admittedly self-deprecating on the inside to a pretty severe degree like i'm i'm by default pretty much never my highest priority not even close like I've, i'm usually just like everything else that it needs to happen all the other people i give a shit about they they come before me but you have to you have to school yourself on that shit and go well i have to come before that shit once in a while or else i'm there's not going to be any of me to cater to the rest of the shit to agree with you and on a different perspective i had that career where my whole life was dealing with other people's bullshit i didn't have to and then you know having having your traumatic incidents and all that stuff and and you don't have time to deal with it now i have all the time in the world to deal with it and i'm going to tell you that there were probably some things i could have done over the 30 years the last 30 27 years of my career to address it and now now it all hits at once dude so like i have things that happen it's like oh fuck i guess what i'm saying is i'm having rebound effects that I can see not just happen because of my career. It can happen in anybody's life if you get too far into the hustle and you don't take care of yourself. Yeah, that's. I guess that's had, what I'm driving. That will always catch up with you whenever shit. When I think get fear quiet. drives a lot of it too, though. Like kind of what you were saying about like there's someone out there working harder than me. Like I definitely feel like I feel a lot of pressure to like. There's not a lot of money in music, and this is like the only thing that gives me a sense of purpose. It's like the only right. thing that I have that makes me want to be here you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh but i also have a girlfriend who i i love the fuck out of you know and she's awesome and like if you know i i want to be able to support her someday and like have a family maybe if if that happens you know and it's a hard thing to put yourself in a position to do that with music you know especially mm-hmm. like i'm 27 you know i should have been doing this when i was 17 and i know i'm still young but that window is just you know it gets smaller you know as time goes on and so it's it's fucking scary you know and so it's like 
I have every to musician make it when they hit twenty seven, they're like, "Oh fuck!" A lot of the best <clears throat> ones of all time are like gone. Yeah, yeah. and even that wasn't relationships. It's you know? different now. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you know, I've always I would tell people, if you don't pay attention to them, somebody else will. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if it's yeah. important to you, you better fucking take the time and take care of it. Yeah. Well, and I get what you're saying, Jake. I've thought about that a shit ton over the years, and I still do. Where it's just like, I don't want to be one of these fuckers that's sitting around playing in the corner of a bar looking back going hmm I wonder what it would be like if I had actually busted my ass as hard mm-hmm. as I know I can yeah. have yeah at, le- at least like, at least I'll be able to say when I'm 50 if this doesn't work out at least I'll be able to say I did everything I fucking could yeah. you know what I mean and that's good and, and, I, and I support that and I'm not saying don't then fucking die, work as hard and I'm then saying famous. work as hard <laughs> it, it's just I'm just asking you to do more quite yeah. frankly work as hard and take care of yourself yeah. make sure that you're doing those daily things uh yeah, because if you don't, it, it will become a detriment in your life. Yeah, but also like, success isn't for an artist. Success isn't like touring and stadiums and selling millions of records. No, to me, it's like I wrote my best song today, and mm-hmm. the people that I play my music with are like, "Fuck yeah!" And then we get this energy when we play it. Whenever, if it's in the rehearsal space or if it's in front of a thousand people, it's like, I don't know. That's to me the the end all. Yeah. So life is life is. It seems like all these people have shit figured out. All the ROI guys and all the investment people—they're all oh, like, "We got it all figured yeah, out." And it's like, I don't think anybody does. Like the things that you get from music, the things that I find valuable from music—not one of, not one bit has been a penny. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. always been the people I've met in my life from just whether they're musicians or not, just the circumstances and stuff. And it's like the ride. <laughs> I said the thing again. You did it in the show. Uh, it's. The ride is the thing at the end because your trophies, no one cares about your records. I mean, those are important to other people. Like your importance with the record is done. Like you've made the songs in your bedroom yeah, and you made it anymore. and you recorded you it. Do it. Yeah, now it's it's important to whoever's left. Mm-hmm. It's like I said earlier. Are you going to chase the momentary high or are you going to change chase the lasting substance? You know, mm-hmm. and it's like it's not. And the two aren't mutually exclusive. You can have both, but one is far more worthy of your focus yeah well than the other but also you know like when you're kind of like my position is like i can't i don't think there's anything out there i could do that i would feel um fulfilled with you know i don't like i not to get too dark but i've tried to you know i've been in some pretty dark spots in my life and this is the thing that's gotten me out of it you know and and man i'm right there with you and i Yeah. yeah and i thousand percent i don't know if i'd fucking be here if it weren't for music I you know 100 percent. i would absolutely yeah. wouldn't you know i almost i shouldn't be here you know mm-hmm. but i found like i got back into music at the right time and it fucking saved my life it gave me something to do it gave me purpose and i need to be able to make enough money to support you know myself like mm-hmm. is like when yeah. i'm older or whatever like 20 30 years from now i need to have an income where if i do want to have a family that's something i can do mm-hmm. you know if i marry my girlfriend which is a good chance that'll happen you know like i the financial side of it even though it's like dirty and shitty and i don't care about it about i don't care about having money but like i do care about setting myself up for a future that is sustainable you know yeah. Yeah. and so the the financial side even though it sucks it is something like you got like i at least for me i really have to think about you know like how can i make money yeah, from you this do. you know that's, that's wise man. one we talked about this last week it's like uh in the hindu faith like one of the tenets is like make money because mm. you need to have time to be able to sit and think to be able to become enlightened or you know to go further in your path 
And I, th- I agree. It's yeah. like, yeah. I mean, it takes away working for a shitty job. It depends on the job and stuff, but you got to have that time, however you do it. But as a musician, like this is what we were talking about. It's like we have kind of taken an involuntary vow of poverty on some sense, some level. So we live without stuff. Yeah. And so that kind of gives us time because I've always most of my life I've I've been able to just kind of read and I, mean, I, I could write songs all the time. I've written, you know, most of the time I'd write 50, 100 songs a year because people in my life were like, he's a songwriter. Just let him do his thing and stuff. And so I got to, I'm not enlightened or any kind of special or anything, but I, I got lots of time to think, lots of time to read and to listen to other people think and read, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I think that comes either with money or deciding that you can live with way less way yeah. less yeah and i mean i was riding on couches and stuff for years so that i could sit and read and write so yeah it's it's a it's a uh, weird i agree with you zach and uh it's kind of a weird mechanism because your disposition plays a lot into that like yeah, i big time. i've yeah. i've been in those positions too where people were like dude you're you're good at what you're doing and i want you to have the opportunity to do it more than you are right now so let me help you out and like you said you can surf my couch or you can live in my spare bedroom and and do the thing and just do it a whole lot but what i found about myself was that's not why i let you live in my i can't (laughs) it was it was (laughs) the blowjobs it was the (laughs) blowjobs god that whisker tickles (laughs) (laughs) but what i learned about myself in those situations was that i'm i can't do that and and also create the art that i want to create because when i i if i don't feel that i'm contributing in a meaningful manner and that i'm self-sufficient to a certain degree i can't my my focus will not remain on my art my focus goes on i gotta i i have to do whatever i have to do to pull myself up out of this and not be a freeloader you know and that's just that's partially a product of my upbringing but also just part of my nature but so i but then on the flip side of that coin i've gotten a lot of shit from other uh artists along the way that are you know they they like quit their day job and they're just hustling all the time and Mm -hmm. playing five shows a week and they're like well dude like you know you're 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 great but you only play like you know three or four times a month and like that's not enough you're never gonna make it quote you know make it doing that and i'm (laughs) like well I don't know about that, man, because I, I, the year before you played 7,550 shows or whatever <laughs> well, yeah, it was. Yeah. You know, you know so. it's like I've, I've had times where I played tons of shows and I've had times where I played very little shows and my preference between the two for me, I'm not saying this is the way that everybody should go. It's just the way that works the best with my, my constitution, but I would rather, uh, have a job that I don't hate that makes me enough money to be on my own and not have to depend on anybody for anything. Um, and then just burn the candle at both ends and work as hard as I can in the spaces between and manage my life so that it's not taking away from my music as much as it possibly could be while still maintaining that stability. And some people would look at that and go, well, that's a fucking compromise. Like you're not all in, you know, what would happen if you're all in? And I fucking wondered that myself. But on the right. other side of that coin, it's like, I just know you're I not can't, the kind of person I, I to can't, do it yeah, that I way. just can't, yeah. I just can't live that way. You like, are I, all I mean, in having, having this house to live in. I mean, I'm just, it's just a fucking apartment that I rent, it's but tight, it's, though. but it's a place that I, 
I fucking created it. I worked my ass off for it. I don't owe anybody for it except my landlord. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I the pay Lord that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you do the best with what you got. You yeah, know. you know, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, well, I quality over quantity yeah. is my philosophy. I think it's I gross yeah. that in general society, at the end of the at the end of our lives, a lot of people are they're valued on on your stuff and things and the money that you made. And and I th- I think I yeah. call bullshit on that. It's about the type of person that you Big that time. you were, but. I mean, I guess if you don't know me, you don't really know who I am. So, you, so what else do you have to evaluate me on in the right. kind of life that I lived? So, but if you don't know me, I really don't give a fuck what your opinion is either. So. Yeah, I was gonna say, who gives a yeah. Yeah, who, who cares what some fucking stranger has yeah, to actually, say if about you know your me life? In general, I don't yeah. really give a fuck what your opinion is. <laughs> but I'm, I I'm weird that way. I gave my opinion like an hour ago, and you told me to fuck off. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but, but, but also, just to kind of piggyback on what you were saying earlier too. Um, like, cause like me personally, I'm super aware and it sounds like you are too shading about, uh, like how detrimental my work habits are to my well being. you know? Mm-hmm. But part of me is kind of just like, well, a big part of me is like, well, you'll deal with that once you fucking put yourself in a position where you know, you're not going to like lose everything in your fuck. Like, like with the music stuff, there's a, if, if, if I'm fucking poor for the rest of my life, like I, I could risk losing my relationships I care about I could risk not being able to support a family and shit like that so right now I just feel like I'm in so you're working like, for I'm security in, I'm in, yeah I'm like in fight or flight like I like once I can once I'm like I build this thing enough where I can breathe then hopefully I'll be smart enough to do it then but I'm not really in that position right now so let me ask you this Jake if you if you stood to if it was if it was for some reason and this is a shitty hypothetical I know but if it was for some reason between your music and the shit you were doing with it and all those other things that you mm-hmm. said you stood to lose, which would you pick? I'd, it's a hard question, man. It's Cause it, it's like, question, I yeah. like my girlfriend, Andrea, I love her to fucking death, you know? And she's like the most important person in the world, you know what I mean? But if I didn't have music, I don't know if I'd continue wanting to be here to be in a relationship with right. her. That to me, if uh, I didn't have all this stuff. So well, I, I guess that that's like the driving force for my life. It's yeah. like, what's keeping me here. Well, you know? I think it's important to, to put the things that you value and value yourself first be above any other relationship. Yeah. And it took me a, a lot of years to learn that mm-hmm. 50 years. Exactly. To learn that. I really do feel like that's the real artistic way to be on this earth like every a lot of people can do art but it was christopher hitchens who's a writer and he was more of a non-fiction writer yeah so he's christopher less of, hitchens, a, less of an he artist was awesome yeah but he basically was like you <laughs> he know just scored so many points he was like he he was always saying uh you know he has he has a lot of friends that are writers too and it's like you wake up he he would say about himself he's like i wake up and that's what i want to do if i didn't have that there's nothing here that i want that's even close to that hmm. and that's how i feel too it's like i wake up for the the art's sake and if i didn't have to do art i love the people in my life i love my wife and my kids and stuff and i love my friends and all that stuff but this thing that's that I feel like I'm like you said like a purpose a person mm. man or woman without a purpose is really a rudderless boat in a sea of shit yeah and so uh, 
I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be me if I if I stopped exactly. playing music. Andrea'd probably fucking leave me anyway. You know what I mean? Like I would just be a you'd be a piece of shit. Yeah, I was. I don't know why she fucking stayed with me so long before I started getting back into it. I'll tell you why. Because I took like 15 years off because she saw. Well, besides your yeah, you guys don't see that good looking dude. Yeah, besides your handsome fucker, she saw your potential in you way before you did. You finally caught on. She absolutely did. Yeah, and we'll take a. She's a smart. We'll take a group photo before Jake takes off. Yeah, yeah. Put it on there. I'm not. You can swoon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did want to mention there's a couple things I wanted to ask you a question Adonis. a long time ago <laughs> yeah. but I wanted to ask real quick on the same subject like so for me and we're all songwriters uh, the more comfortable so back to Dan I, I mean the job at Time Suck paid really well especially for a musician and stuff and I wrote like five songs for the three years that I worked there and I usually will write a lot more and they're not all good most of them are crap but I wrote five or six songs my I don't know why, but I was comfortable. All my bills were paid for the first time in a long time, easily paid. I was saving money, all that stuff. I don't know. Is it most of my life I've sat on the razor's edge of financial ruin? And I think most of the best art I've ever created has been in that anxiety of the razor's edge of not knowing necessarily next month if I'm going to have the full rent. Struggle that makes kind of art stuff. for sure. Right. You, so you, you kick your brain into that. overdrive and you're thinking about everything. Right. At that but time. I wonder if instinct instinctively as artists, if we know that where it's like, you we won't, do. you won't write as well I if think, you're fucking satisfied you're, all the time. I think if you're naturally artistic, you, you just sort of internalize that subconsciously. Like you, even when you're just r- really little, you know, like I remember, I remember times in my, uh, childhood where I would like purposely create strife or push people away from me because the place that that put me in mentally was like I I was able to do things think about things a certain way create things that I was just like super attached to and that didn't seem to happen as often when I was just chilling not weird you know so and then and I've noticed that in my adulthood like I was there's there's things that I actively resist and push away because I know if I if I let myself lean into those things it'll be to the detriment of my art yeah and I and I personally can't stomach that because like like you were saying Jake like my art if with Without my music and my dedication to creating things, there wouldn't be any point to me being here for me. You know, like I would just be sticking around for other people. I don't really really like anybody hardly that much. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you guys and my dad. But even on the day, but over over the music that's driven you since before we met you, all that stuff. Mm, Okay, so Razor's Edge. I I feel like we kind of all agree that's where the good art is. But I want to ask you. It's like so you have. You've changed your patterns like crazy. Yeah. Uh, When you're starting to have these realizations, when all these things come back from your career, uh, totally different switch up here, but does it hit you all at once? Like one thing, like where can you explain what, like what it's like to have one of these memories where you're like, Oh fuck. I didn't even, Um, I didn't realize I didn't deal with that. Or is there a, is there like an aha moment or something? No, there's not. So like last night I didn't sleep. I had nightmares so bad that I just, I was afraid to go to sleep. So okay. I stayed up. I mean, I mean, I slept eventually like five, five to seven this morning. Okay. You big baby. I know. I'm a fucking <laughs> sissy. Um, cause every time I shut my eyes and started to go off, a nightmare would start and it wasn't always associated with something at work. It's just stresses of life or whatever, but some, some of it is, I don't really have, there, there isn't ever anything like one call that I went on that, that pops into my head. I just, 
understand that some of the things that my brain does has to do with all that years of chaos control that I did and, and never being able to just take that fucking time for myself, which is what I'm recommending for you guys to do. Right. I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to give you an experience from my life cause I'm a little bit older. It's come, but I'm coming from a different place. So maybe it doesn't relate as well because I do also very much appreciate the hustle and I do believe you have to have a purpose and I think you should be working on your purpose all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just hits me different where I'm like, Oh, I'm kind of fucked up. I need to work on X, Y, Z. And I can understand where it comes from, but there isn't any aha moment. Does that? Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm yeah. answering the question because I, right, so. I don't. I don't have all the answers. I don't answers think there's yet. a real good answer for, anyway. But yeah. 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 I'm are, just recognizing. Your... I, w- I was. I'm recognizing things are coming up in my life now that I don't have that constant stress coming in, that constant chaos coming in. It, it, I, I recognize that it's hitting me differently now, and mm. and and having that downtime I'm forced to face some things in my brain in my in my life uh, that, I, that I have to better I guess is the best way that I can say it right. but there's nothing pinpointed and it's kind of a drastic like hey this should be better <sighs> right yeah right. okay and then you Was, guys know me if I got a problem like I need to fucking solve it and I need to solve it now and if right. I can't I get very frustrated yeah uh, not this is you don't have to answer this and this is a kind of personal question but uh, were your nightmares about George Clooney with eight baseball bats for cocks? <laughs> Sorry, that's a skag. That, well, that was a couple of weeks ago. I didn't have that one last night. Okay. No. Sorry. That's a, that's a Skycast thing, right? So, anyway. um, plug, plug, Skycast.com. you're on it. For fuck's sake, it's the same RSS feed. <laughs> Sorry, I had a fun week this week. We did A Christmas Carol, and that was fucking one of my favorite things I've ever made. Um, there, was a, there was also Steve the Reindeer, which was also a lot of fun this week. But uh, I say we go to the reasonableness party now. What do you guys right. think? Let's get reasonable. This one is actually kind of, I don't know, it's in the same vein as what we were talking about anyway. We're talking about art again. So here we are. And it's like, what is okay in the world of the reasonableness party? What can you say with art? Is all things, are all things permissible in art or what? So we're talking free speech again. I guess so. To a degree. Shaden brought this one up and, it, you know, it is kind of a free speech thing. But I how, think, how I just feel like in at least in our society in the states uh art like music and comedy and visual art is pretty much beyond reproach like you can't you can't go out i feel like art is freer than uh than actual free speech is oh yeah you know what i mean because like you you can't go out and say jake I'm going to beat your ass and then I'm going to kill you and bury you in my backyard. But if I go and sing about... Yeah, you lay a beat to that shit. And <laughs> killing him and buried him in my backyard. You can be real specific, specific. Not only Not only is it okay, but I'll probably get paid to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my dick on your as tonsils. Long as, as long Fuck as yeah, I don't actually 50, follow through. And some people really... I've talked to people that really fucking don't like that. They're like, that shouldn't be... You know, like, if you're going to... If you're going to rap about fucking bitches and stealing cars, then you should get in trouble. Like, that's not mm. okay behavior. Or or a comedian makes a joke that, that somebody thinks is whatever, racist or off-color or sexist or pick your, pick your poison. They're like... We, he should be he should be done for you know or like he needs to get in trouble or he has to apologize for that or something you know it's like I don't I don't jive with that shit I it, think that I think that art it, it by is nature diff- just needs to be beyond reproach it's like our realm to explore freely and express f- freely and as soon as you start suppressing it or putting boundaries on it 
it's not really art anymore. There's got to be some boundaries for our little our culture, I'm sure. Like with the you know kids stuff and that kind of thing. I mean, there's there's pornography and there's art. You can have pornography that's art as long as it doesn't have Here's children well, sure. in it. Yeah. Yeah. Let yeah. me bring up an example that might fall into what I'm talking about. What was that? What's that dumb chick's name that held up Trump's head? Oh, uh, Kathy Griffith. Oh yeah, or Griffin or whatever. One of my absolute favorite. You can tell. (laughs) I fucking forgot Um, about that. (laughs) Was it art? I mean, and people lost their fucking shit, and people loved it, depending on what you thought about Trump. Right. You know, it's like, but and 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 the people was really and the people that as far as supported her, like, well, it's just art, and people that didn't. Or like, no, that's fucked up. So it is fucked up, but it's also it probably is art. I would say it's art. Who did it harm? Yeah, it didn't. It fucking didn't. Probably it hurt a lot of feelings. Baron, Baron Trump, the little kid, like, oh, that's my dad's head, you know. But I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not saying it was right or wrong. I'm not saying it was right or wrong. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is so subjective. The whole topic, you know. But it's yeah, yeah. Do I like that art? No, but is it art? I think it probably. I don't is. know. That's a, like it's art a itself. A like the definition statement. is subjective. I right. feel like. Like I would say, like, um, like I'm trying to think. It, like, like what you're saying. Like a rapping about like beating the shit out of people or whatever. I think some of that's art, and I think some of it is people just trying to look cool. You know what I mean? Like being edge lords. Like yeah. if you listen to like Who Shot You or like Biggie or mm-hmm. a lot of Big L stuff. Like that's a lot of the rap I listen to. Or like NWA. Like they're living in like. They're they're rapping about where they the real were, life. yeah. Like yeah. that that was the life that they lived in. But a lot of the shit you hear nowadays is it, they're kind of just Make pandering to what they think makes them sound cool. It's like there's some like like hip hop covers, yeah. Some now, white yeah. fucking hipster kid kid in a suburban fucking neighborhood living in his mom's basement, rapping Dri- about driving mom's Honda, yeah, <laughs> yeah, rapping about me. drinking lean and fucking shooting people. Like <laughs> fuck you, part you know. Me, like, part of me feels like. People will just recognize posers, and they won't. Yeah. They won't. But, <laughs> but if you rap about the country club, but if you look at club, it, like those, some of those, some of those exam, there's examples of exactly what you just described that are hugely popular, and they're making tons of money, and that that's what I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, but who? I mean, who are we? Uh, if the majority of people like it, it and call it art, who are we to say it sucks? Who are yeah, we to say it's not it's, art? To me, it's, it's not. But yeah, it maybe there's a difference between maybe I don't being offended it. I don't by. Know. There's a difference between being offended by something. Or literally being threatened by something. Yeah. Right. And and I guess that's where you draw the line. You know, if well, you write a song about you killing me, it's up to me. It really becomes up to... It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It's about me. So it, it's my interpretation. If I understand you're doing art, I'll probably just laugh at it. Right. But if I think that you're being serious, now I'm intimidated by it. That's where you cross the line. So it really right. is still up to the interpretation of what I thought, not what you said. Well, what about libel and slander? Those two things are involved in music too. Well, those are crimes. Yeah. So it, I mean, it, 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 to just speak it in but, general, like, is that should that be permissible? Where it's like, I made this whole album. Fuck, I mean, it's different, man. It's different. Politicians. I mean, you could write a whole album about the politicians that you hate, and nobody gives a shit. But if it was about your neighbor that doesn't have any power, yeah. I mean, Snoop well, Dogg made a video shooting President neighbor. Trump. Nobody <laughs> gave a shit about it. It was art. Does he really want to shoot President Trump? If I guess if President Trump was uh, offended by it, then it would, or not offended, but actually threatened by it. Right. That would cause it to be a crime. Right. 
Otherwise, it's just art. Does well, that make so sense? Threatening libel, the president in general is a fucking problem. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. a crime. That so people, I, people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, libel and slander has to be done in a in a in like a serious manner, though, doesn't it? Like, because you can you can roast somebody, has to be ser- you can make serious. a parody of somebody, you can you can you can say all you want. So so and so said this, and and you know, in hopes of ruining their reputation. But if it's all if it's if it's done from like a a, a standpoint of like obviously nobody's going to take that seriously then is it still libel and slander or is it just humor i don't know i would like to know that <laughs> you you're know. the one with all the lawyer friends you asked them i'm not i'm not one myself <laughs> i know I but just, you get you got the. i just help them out <laughs> you you go ask them and then bring this back to us with the answer <laughs> they're, they're gonna be like shut up and give me my case paperwork <laughs> and also you said google jackass <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh so i think where i kind of if i was going to draw a line for my personal outlook on it i would say uh, more or less, anything goes within the context of let's let's just say specifically uh, music and comedy because they're they're kind of visual arts but not necessarily like you couldn't <laughs> I can't I can't create child porn by singing about right. it you know what I mean? right so yeah. that's like although they tried to say that about Prince back in the day yeah but, yeah but I don't know I don't I don't know if I I don't know if I jive with that but but. Uh, if if it's if it crosses the line into you are damaging or exploiting the defenseless, then I think that it's not good. Right, which would be the, the kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. like the kids can't defend themselves. You know, or or somebody who has a, a position of great power just trying to ruin somebody who has nothing at all, just out of spite. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, and obviously all of that is kind of nuanced as well too because it depends on the exact situation but if it I has gonna, to be case by case yeah if i was gonna pa- if i was gonna paint a broad stroke that's vaguely where my line is but again i'd have to be like well show me the details like what happened yeah you know, so how yeah. would how would art be different in under the reasonableness party to now what would what would you say the big difference that we would allow or not would just a bigger more allowment or, or I'm not even sure what words I mean. I don't know. Like, more allowment? More allowments. Yes. I Would think, you allow vocationalize uh, this in I any think, way? I mean, I don't know. We're already pretty, at least in the States, we're pretty, we're pretty free with yeah. art and comedy already. You know, like, so I don't are know. Are we? I mean, we, we'll, we had a thing happen in Spokane where <clears throat> one of the uh, strip clubs was going to have uh, midget bowling. Right. And there was a lady within town who worked for Gonzaga for whatever reason. She had nothing to do with that community. Right. She was offended. She was up in arms. She got an army. And they made it, like, <coughs> illegal yeah. to do within, at least within the city. Was yeah. she a person of challenge? She was stature? not. No, she had nothing to do with it. No. No. It was, she was a part of the Mocha Mafia. Then she didn't realize that she was taking up, away Karen. money from the, like, <laughs> we know some of those people that, that booked the, Wait, that So what, what happened? What was the situation? One of the strip clubs was they were going to have an event, mm-hmm. uh, and it was it was midget bowling. I mean, they mm. hire small people to come do this. That's how they make their Con- money. It's literally consenting their adults. Job, yeah, yeah, yeah right, consenting yeah. adults who this is their this is what they do to make money. Yeah. Well, then fuck and, off. And she made it. <laughs> yeah. She was so offended by this. She made it broke. <laughs> she yeah basically took money out of their mouths. Can't work on her virtue. So. Like how how did like she was the owner of the strip club? No, no she, she was just some lady yeah. and that made what, a big deal out so of what it. Exactly and went to the city she, council what, 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 and oh, okay. it, it became illegal to do, and they shut down the event, and they can no longer do it. Anymore. Yeah, that's fucked. Like if like, 
I think at the end of the day, like you're as long as you're not hurting anybody, you should be allowed to do stuff. But you, if it's the wrong thing and if it's something that's fucked up, people should have the right to retaliate in a legal way right. too. And that's the you problem know? with governments doing things. We have, we have they they take this brush and broad stroke everything. Like mm-hmm. uh, domestic violence is the one I always bring up. Mandatory arrest and domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Well. There's so much nuance within things that happen within families, you know, but it's this mandatory arrest. Creating if, problems if, that aren't there. Right, right. Yeah. You can't broad stroke anything for anybody. You have to be able to look at things on an individual basis, but our population is so large, I understand why they have to broad stroke everything. Yeah. So we it's a real catch-22 situation. Yeah. So I'd say as far as the reasonableist party stance on it, would it look something like here are the broad guidelines of you know how things that we've been able to dream up that could happen or things that have happened here's the broad guidelines but then we would have but then it has to be decided upon on a case-by-case basis and if so who decides upon it and is that any different than kind of our judicial system now except for At less complicated, we've introduced a lot of unnecessary complication into our judicial yeah. system, which is kind of where it starts to fall apart. But if mm-hmm. it was if it was just simply, you know, somebody has a problem with something, you bring it up, and then it gets, I don't know. I I kind of it's it's a weird thing, man. I the whole judial side of things is like I kind of one part of me likes the jury of your peers thing, yeah, but the other part of me the other part of me. Doesn't, I don't have yeah. faith in the jury of my peers anymore. Is the well, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I really don't. Like it, I it also like depends on IQ like, before I, you know. like right. that was like the jury of the jury of the peers. Maybe would have been fine when you lived in a in a town of 600 people, and so that was the sample size that you had. But like when you live in a city of half a million, million, two million mm-hmm. people, and your fate is to be decided you by know 12 of them get. picked at random that were forced to be there. And when and when the lawyers, it's like their job is to pray on the jury's ignorance yeah. of law Got and it. like Got and it. and just yeah. their psychology you know like their job is to make you out to be worse than you are you know what i mean or better than you are depending on have you ever been part of jury real quick the reasonable list party that i know you explained it to me before we did this but yeah. just to brush up so it's it's basically just if the government were destroyed and you're rebuilding it from ground just or, or another party yeah gotcha okay we're the third party gotcha. we're trying to figure out like okay people don't like the just left like your like, like your utopian kind of world for we don't want but, but the thing is, is <laughs> we're, we're very reason- we're trying to be reasonable and it's like well humans aren't going to make a utopia it's our we're dystopian sucky. utopia yeah yeah <laughs> we're trying to make that's the, what i meant we're yeah. trying to do the best we can because uh, it doesn't seem like the left or the right is listening to their people you mm-hmm. know and it's like so the reasonableist party is the whole idea is to listen we're presenting ideas and trying to figure out like are we free market or do we want to be commies or do we want a resource-based economy or you know i think i did not just disagree with somebody because they're on the fucking other team right yeah i don't think the reasonable party wants to do that i think we want to find all the all the things we have in common with people kind of in essence against teams in general like you know no no ideology i I think reaching across the aisle is a good thing but not having an aisle is a better thing burn the aisles to the fucking ground yeah just treat it like the wall of death in a mosh pit at a metal concert and slap that shit right <laughs> together. A, a lot of it is just looking at the things that we have uh, the system that we have in the world now and recognizing oh, it's really fucked and can we fix this or not and a lot of times the answer is I don't know if we can fucking fix this yeah. it's just what we've got right now well, How, is it is there a way to make it better or is well, what we're doing really the best we got and it still sucks and then the, uh, and then the examination that, becomes mm-hmm. if 
if we can't devise a way to deal with this any better, how can we devise ways to better tolerate that reality? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just like we talked about like allowing Soma for, holiday. allowing for a certain amount of bad in service of a larger good. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's, that's the essence of having a, a free society is like freedom's messy, you know? So if you really want to maintain the highest level of freedom possible, it comes with some shit that you're not going to like that we have to tolerate. Yeah, know? one thing we we always talk about: there's no solutions; it's always trade-offs. Yeah, like it's always a trade-off, and for every quote-unquote solution, you have a new set of problems. Yes. Well, and I mean, you could have a million different forms of government or whatever, but uh, really, the root of the problem is people. You know, and <laughs> yeah, and preach. that goes back to art. Yeah, yeah, you, you want you want to yeah. fix government, <laughs> make art more valuable. And the root of that will fix it, fucking government because it'll make is, people more empathetic. It'll pay, make people better people all around, and more agreeable and more you know capable of rationalizing and negotiating with each other. And you know, yeah, I think at the end of the day, about ten years and then they'll start killing each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe this is just our fate, man. Just as a species, I think we're too smart for our own good, and we're gonna fucking kill ourselves. Eventually, we'll merge fun. with computers, and then we'll transcend. I think how bored we would be if everybody agreed with this, or if everything was just yeah. smooth, and if there, everybody had enough to eat and all that stuff. We, we, like, we would mm. stop learning. We would yeah. stop advancing because mm-hmm. they do. As I say all the time, it's in the times of strife is where you need to be paying attention the most because you're going to learn something. You might not like what you learn. You may love it, but something's coming. Do you yeah. guys think engineering strife is evil? Engineering? Oh, making your own strife yeah. in life? Well, to... not even for yourself, for other people. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, Explain uh, uh, on his face, kind of. But well, if you're like being a, a cunt intentionally piss somebody off, yeah, no, that's kind no, of I'm like trying to teach him a lesson. Broader, no, to... I'm talking even broader than your personal life. I'm talking if you were in a position of leading large groups of people in some manner and you have enough data at your disposal to know that the more comfortable they are, the shittier they become. So you either maintain or create a certain degree of strife in order to keep them just uncomfortable enough to keep improving. Are you talking about the prison that we don't know is a prison that's uh, well, this world just, that we're living you know, in? What are you talking about, Jane? Just kind of spitballing from the back of the class over here. But. <laughs> oh, you mean no, the, the idea That's like su- a super good question. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's like super philosophical. Because like, if you're on the receiving end of it, feels pretty fucking evil. Well, think about it. The it's like, who are you to make a decision right. that's best for humanity? But that's if it is best for humanity, who am I to say, fuck you? you and know? if nobody it's, makes the decision, what happens? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, how many it's like a Robin Hood thing. Like, like, we, like <laughs> maybe we need so someone to do it, but they're still fucking evil. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. <laughs> the rules of society in general create strife from what we are as animals, anyway, because our natural instinct yeah, to deal to with things is, as an animal, we're told is wrong from day one in life. I mean, mm. I'm understanding that. <laughs> Trying to teach children to be quote unquote good when Don't they're just acting like the animal that they are. Yeah. Well survival <laughs> yes. of the fittest is the survival of the jungle. That's the animal. But the cooperation is civilization, right? right. So us trying to teach kids how to cooperate is the whole fucking I don't know. It, it, yeah. it is I mean, I understand it and it is a good thing, but to not recognize that it's totally opposite. That's why our society is, are, is just everyone's just well, like, holy fuck, what's going on over there? It's like, well, they're doing animal I think, shit. I That's think transcending like having sex before marriage, you know, I think which center, which center. I mean, and, and that obviously works for a lot of people, but can you imagine like marrying somebody and never like 
having sex with well, them I haven't even like bought a car without driving it <laughs> yeah you know what like you hated it what yeah. if you hated it like, like, I like, feel oh, like you really get to know someone when you have sex with them you know like, <laughs> you wouldn't know if you, if you were a virgin though you wouldn't know what to compare it to that's true you'd be potentially very let down like th- this is it this is mm-hmm. the big thing was your first time great Zach it was pretty good actually was your first time great Jake. Fuck no, I couldn't even. No, no, dude, I was nervous. I was okay, shaking. Well, I was we scared just, too, but yeah. we, just, yeah. we just defeated your point just there. Okay, <laughs> bro. He was a virgin. He still knew it wasn't good. <laughs> Fair, enough. Fair enough. It wasn't good on my end, dude. I was fucking yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was brutal, good, dude. No. But was I happy to be in the situation? Yeah, because I was. I was pretty old. I was, I was out of high school. You're like twelve. That was you at that like was seven. That Thirteen. I was having sex. Thirteen. Uh, in fairness, I should ask you too, Gatch. How was your first one? Was it good? Uh, she's probably a listener. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was right. great. <laughs> that little caveat nice. at the beginning. Nice. He's sitting here, he's, he's shaking his head no as he says that. <laughs> All right, enough reasonable party. I think we've, we've gotten our art down. And we got Jeff in trouble a little bit. Nah, that was nah. awesome. No, hey, the fact that we are still friends after all those years uh, says a lot. How were you? How about this? How were you? Were you good? Were you a badass your first time? Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I just held on for dear life and was thankful to be part of the process. Um, so let's move on to this fuck this thing. And this time we're getting, Oh, you guys are going to fucking hate me. We haven't had a yay this thing in fucking forever, but fuck this thing. And we're this angry is, people. Yeah, I guess so. We're, we're toxically masculine. That's why we're doing this. Yeah, that's right. Don't start that fucking road. I got a lot of letters about bringing up the term toxic masculinity. All right. Uh, fuck this. Skipping commercials. Jeff, you're going to lose a lot of friends. So yeah, people aren't going to like him for this one, but I don't even know hang in there because I, I don't have, know where it's going either. I have a point. All right. So again, well, let's having, see where he does having the chitrons around and uh, I don't have standard television. Everything is off a computer and I have YouTube, right? That's what we watch shows off of. And you're enlightened in other words. Yeah. Yeah. As light as enlightened as I'm probably ever you. going to be. You, and I, and I've learned that I can steal my neighbor's Wi-Fi. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. Um, Peak enlightenment right there. Yeah, there we go. It's pretty great. Um, so, throwing on the bubble bubble guppies, bubble bubble guppies. Right. So they got uh, commercials in that. that? <laughs> it's kids. What fun. the fuck is that? It's, it's bubble guppies, man. Bubble guppies. You should. Yeah, you Shane's never yes, going to know these shows except for the ones yeah. that when he was a children. That, that as an example. So I mean, it, bubble you guppies. Watch bubble that guppies. Sounds like a venereal disease. <laughs> <laughs> That's what um, it's named after. Actually, yeah, I slept with Veronica. She gave me bubble guppies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're gonna, well, you got about six months. So we already live in a microwave society, which I think is absolutely detrimental to the development of, of mankind and, and becoming self-motivated and, and learning how and, and having patience and uh, certainly being able to navigate through life if you want it now. I mean, people expect it now. So here I am watching these children watching the show and an advertisement comes on it's only going to be anywhere from five to 15 seconds and they are like first off i hate the kids touching the computer because they always fuck it up and right i'm not good at fixing it so Fair. i don't want them to touch it and they want to jump up and hit that button to skip the ad right away what does this button do you're like i have no fucking idea right yeah i don't know what it does so just don't fucking touch it but i was trying to explain to the kids i'm like you gotta understand when i was a child I had to like we didn't know what the fuck a remote control was. You were so first remote. off, AJ has his own remote control for a Roku. It's a voice operated Roku. Okay. We don't have Roku, uh-huh. and it doesn't have batteries. 
He just loves that thing and pretends like he's talking in it all the time. <laughs> cool. Dude, it's it's cool. the funniest fucking thing hey, I've ever cheap seen entertainment. that yeah, I don't understand, like but it just makes me box. laugh. That's great. I'm like, man, the kids have changed. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so I had to explain to the kids. I'm like, did you know that when I was a kid, we had five channels that we got to watch and we had to walk Whoa. up and we had to actually yeah. <laughs> get up and turn this knob and go, clunk, 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 clunk. I'm like and when the commercials came on we had to watch them or I said but the the idea of it is like Were when a commercial comes on get up and get something done get your laundry done get your dishes done whatever it is go to the bathroom or get something do to some sit-ups and push-ups do some shit. shit yeah Instead of just, well, this commercial is on, so fast forward it so I can continue doing what I'm doing. I, I, I think that it's detrimental. It's just another detrimental thing of I want it and I want it now. And if I don't have it now, I'm going to lose my shit. Mm. I think that actually the commercial breaks are good. It's, it's a timeout from what you're doing to go get something accomplished and then come back to it. Mm. I mean, we already have pause buttons and stuff like that. But I'm pro-commercial because... It stops you from your time, from your fuck off time. Okay, I know that I've got you know three to five minutes. You are a workaholic. You're yeah. like in the middle of this shit. I need a break so <laughs> yes. I can do work. Yeah, let me go get a goddamn <laughs> shovel real quick. So, so, can, like, so when you're so, okay, you know what? You, 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 you set this up like this is going to be a weird one for everybody. Y'all can go fuck yourselves because you are to be offended. Sitting there, I'm not, I'm not offended at all. But all you guys are like, well, no, I'm dude, I, get all my work I, done I agree today. with you to a point. I, I, I think the other side of that though is like if you're don't have any fucking free time. You don't want to waste it watching a fucking commercial. You know, like, yeah. like if, if you don't have if you don't free have time, you shouldn't be time. sitting fucking watching television anyway. Well, real quick. This well, is, I mean, going back, you were just saying that we should. <laughs> you like should have free time. Yeah, you were just saying yeah. that we should. Yeah, here but we are. So, like, there, so like, if I have an hour a day to relax and chill <laughs> yeah. out, you know, like I want to spend it relaxing and well, chilling out. But are you relaxing and chilling out? Or are you thinking about shit you need to get done? Well, he just said he was well, thinking about the shit. Yeah, but as soon as the commercials on, that's amplified. I'm really not paying attention. He's like, I can't afford. That shit. Yeah, so you got 15 <laughs> minutes of watching a program, and mm-hmm. you're and you're sitting. Oh fuck, I gotta take the garbage out. So go take the garbage out while the commercial's on. You come back. You haven't missed a beat. You gotta get right back into your show. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I or, think that it teaches patience. Yeah. Minutes of your fucking That's show, true. and you got to sit there for five minutes rewinding to the last part where the commercial ended. Oh, I guess you better fucking get faster taking the garbage out. <laughs> well, check this no, out, I think though. that's a good point, man. The <laughs> artists when they make something. Like when I make an album, it is meant for you to listen to the album. You can choose yeah. how you want to do it, but it's meant to listen to from beginning to end. And it's best to listen you guys to do it that? all the way. I, That's I used to. also I don't do it fucking as much. true. Because how many times have you seen a show that it, like it's so hard to like actually get into it and focus on it because the fucking commercials. Exactly. Like, there'll be a That's cliffhanger it. and you're like, oh, someone's about to fucking die or something. Dude. And then you have to sit there and wait. And by the time it shows them dying or whatever happens, you're just like out of it. And then you have to wait to get drawn back into it. And as soon as you get drawn back That's into it. it, commercial. Okay. That's as a scriptwriter, you know. That's true too. That's like you're writing pinch moments and you're writing these things to build stuff. And like the whole point in music is like you're like ah, hey, we'll be right back after these messages. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if there's a commercial in, in the middle of a song. I'm just saying. You know? I yes, think, exactly. Yeah, like I, if there was commercials just in between episodes, that'd be different. Like I'm just saying that <laughs> fast forwarding through the commercials is just another fucking thing that. I see what you're that, saying. That yeah. teaches children, I want it now. Yeah. Fucking now. And if you don't give it to me now, I'm going to lose my shit. So I can just push this button and I get it now. I think that it 
it's just another detriment to teaching patience so, in life. And probably one hard. of the most important things you can have in life is patience. I, yes. I agree right. with the principle of what you're saying. Me too. It's the content that they use for commercials. It's like, no, you skip the State Farm commercial. That's going to make you stupid. Don't watch. Yeah, I was going to say that stupid. too, man. Like, I, like, I, like, there's, there's nothing good about hearing <laughs> Arby's. We have the meat. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just like it's insulting, dude. Yeah, it's like insulting that you think it, I'm that fucking stupid that I know it too. You can't escape. Yeah, dude. Never once did I say. Sit and watch the commercial. No, okay, right. get up yeah. off your ass You're and go right. do something. Right, Ten right, push-ups, right. go pee, take out the garbage. I don't care. Yeah, my but point, get up and then go back. You still got to hear it, dude. We talked about neuromarketing. They're getting in your head whether yes, you're taking out the trash or not. That's true. My point is that the art itself is being sacrificed for the capital. Yeah. for people to make money and it's like you should probably watch the movie all the way through and even a TV show They're, it's not designed I know they write for commercial breaks not as much anymore but they used to write for commercial breaks that's stupid like the, the point of reading a book is to read and then when you, you know, you're tired you pass out but you're supposed to read all the way through you I know? guess maybe that's why mm-hmm. I watch generally movies because there isn't commercials in there right. but I'm, yeah. now I'm introduced to this whole new thing so oh, we got skip the uh, fucking commercials dude, I was, Jeff. I was watching the movie the other night and with my girlfriend and we were talking about this actually because like it was so it was on Netflix so there were no commercials but it was so obvious where the commercials went and like the way <laughs> yeah. the way that the show was like put together it like disrupt like the actual show was edited and like filmed in a way that was like um for TV for TV and for the commercials yeah. and it actually made the show worse like yep. like having it edited that way even if you took the commercials out the final product of the show even without the fucking commercials ends up being worse because they they made it to like they put a fucking black screen yeah yeah black screen or like i said there'll be like some stupid cliffhanger that was unnecessary but they did it so that way you come back after the commercial break so let's uh let's find let me let me try and find a compromise here with you i want to say one more thing though to 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 get my point across so we we have we also have (laughs) what's it called is it tubi i think where you can I found this new thing, I don't know, a week ago where like I can watch cops 24-7, which I, it, it, you, it's we gotta, weird that I do, but <laughs> Holly likes that I get to break down. It's I'm like, really this guy's going to run. And they get really, We're going to do that on Patreon. Shot. I think anyway, have, uh, you do that. So I found some kids' channels on there and, and uh, trying to introduce them to new things other than fucking bubble guppies and A is for Adley. Fucking bubble um, guppies, dude. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Ninja Turtles is where I'm going with it. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, but even Garfield, I was watching Garfield the other day and they've got like villains and shit in Garfield. I'm like, well, how the fuck did we get there? Anyway, it was a puppet that was like going to take over the world because its skin looked like wood. It was actually pretty interesting. <laughs> anyway, the point is when a commercial comes on now, the kids are like, they want to run to the computer and push the button. I'm like, no. And then they're like, I can't handle the commercial. I'm like, dude, you can't skip through this. Go do something and then come back when it's on. So they're so programmed to be able to just get what they want when they want it. I see when I'm watching a, a, something that when we have something on where there is commercials and they can't do dick about it, they go fucking nuts. So you're in the middle of teaching discipline. Yeah, this that's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. So push push skip on the goddamn commercials, though. The commercials will make them stupid. <laughs> you can't push skip on the Tubi. Right, fair enough. Or I think, well, I close don't your eyes in their ears called. and have them do push-ups because the commercials yeah, will make them stupid. Go do something. Hey, this is a good time to go get something to drink or you know, go put your toys away that I asked you to do before you started watching the goddamn show to begin with. To be fair, too, like what you're talking about, like those shows are a completely different thing than what you're talking about, Zach, or me or you. You yeah. know, like 
I don't I don't think it would really hurt the art of the bubble yuppies or whatever to, <laughs> right. to have a commercial break in the middle of there. You know? Well, even I'm when go, I agree like, with that. You know? So <laughs> I've done, I mean, I've done a few. Uh, it's a high art. I've done some fitness challenges and stuff like that, trying to get, you know, starting the the, the push-up and sit-up challenge. Like, that was one of the thing I, things I said. Like, if you're sitting there watching a show when there's a little, you know, 30-second break, Flop down on the floor and do 10 push-ups. You only have to do 100 in a day. It doesn't have to be at one time. You can do 100 push-ups throughout a day really, really easy if you break it up. But it's a time management thing. Mm. But people don't, they can't figure that time management out because they're so used to hitting that skip, right? Use it to your advantage. Mm. I think... uh, Take breaks in your breaks. We found found some common ground here, Getch, you and me on this, because I am militantly opposed to aggressive advertising. It's just something that really fucking gets under my skin in a a real way, and I know that's not what you're advocating for. I see where you're coming from. And using that as a device, like an unskippable ad as a device to teach your kids, you know, go do something else instead of sitting there like a vegetable in front of the ad or being pissed off that you can't skip it, do something and then come back. I agree with that. Um, but on the flip side of that coin, since we are using ads as, as the fucking subject matter, <sighs> like when I watched a five and a half minute video on YouTube yesterday and three ads and there were th- breaks, well, three ad breaks yeah. with fucking six ads <sighs> and they weren't even, they weren't skippable. And I was like, I, going off of your time management stance that that like i was like okay these ads are 20 seconds long there's nothing i can do for fucking 20 seconds i mean i could do a push-up so in the context you're missing a whole minute of your life but yeah it's like they're robbing me of and i understand that all i wanted to do is watch a five minute video about a guy making a handle for a hatchet like Fuck off. I, or what if your I car is fucking not working and right. you're on your way to work and you look up a YouTube video to like no, figure something out and you have to sit. And, and I think maybe I'm looking more from perspective now, uh, from a parent perspective for children, not so much as an adult because yeah. I got time management. Yeah. I mean, I, I struggle with anybody else, but I'm, I'm probably better than a lot of people with time management. Yeah. Um, so so I got a handle on it. But you don't when you're three. You don't when you're five. You don't when you're 15. Right. You know, you start getting that when you're 30. Well, you were the your last guy to get here today, dude. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time in, in all of us. Yeah. first time in How often has that ever happened? Yeah. The first all time all of us were no talking about how we can't manage our time. We we're all here. <laughs> That's his first impression of you. So you, you never get to... For him forever, you're the late guy. As, as I recall, there was fucking nothing ready to go when I walked in. That, okay, oh, yeah, all we, right. we didn't want you to feel lost out, man. <laughs> Slap back right there, okay? All right. I think we've had no, enough, that's a, that's I a good point, in the oven. I don't know. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with Shaden on that, like the principle coffee. of that. The, I agree with Shaden on like the the principle of that makes a lot of sense. I agree. Yeah, but yeah. fuck ads. Yeah, yeah. 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 I didn't yeah. think we were gonna find uh, where you were coming from. But yeah, I, surprisingly, you you got no, us you, there. Got you. That totally makes sense. <laughs> I didn't say I'm right. I just have a point yeah. to what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's a valid point. And I enjoyed discussing it and listening to you discuss it. That's fun. All right. I enjoyed laughing at the fucking yuppel bubbies. <laughs> Bubble. What is it actually? That's our thing that we bubble learned. Guppies. Bubble, bubble guppies. fucking terrible, dude. <laughs> what what kind of creatures terrible. are these? These must be, are they guppies? They, they have to be they're, guppies. They're, they're, they're in the water. It's like yeah. finding we'll Nemo. What is a guppy? I know it's a, a fish. A guppy's a small right? fish. Yeah, but what is kind it of any fish? kind of small fish or is it a specific type of fish? I don't know. I don't know either. either. <laughs> All right, well, since we don't know, we're going to move on to advice I give myself. And this one is take time to meet 
uh, to work on your friendships, I believe is the thing. Draw uh, the line. Yeah. This is a border. I guess we kind of we kind of fucking covered this in the scope of what else we were talking about, but it was more or less just like you, you have, and this seems like a no brainer, but so many people are so fucking bad at it, and I have been uh, for a lot of my life as well. But when you have <clears throat> friendships or relationships in your life that matter to you, you have to take the time to nurture those, obviously. But you also have to cultivate friendships and relationships in a manner that when you create boundaries or decide, you know, hey, I I have to come before this thing that this person wants from me, whether it's just my time or my attention or my presence in, at a social thing, I have to come before that. And so I'm going to tell them no, and I don't need to be sitting here beating myself up over it or feeling like a piece of shit over it, nor do I need them thinking that I'm a piece of shit, because if they do then the friendship isn't you know that connection probably isn't as great as you think it is in the first place but but it's a i mean it's easy to say that kind of shit but and we've mentioned in the past where like you know jeff will fucking call me and all he wants to do is talk to me for a while and i'm just for whatever's going on in my life i'm like i cannot talk on the phone right now to anybody like my my father that i love very dearly that i always love to hear from could call me and i would duck his call because i cannot handle the idea of being on the phone right now you know what I mean? And it's like, it's it's one of those things. But I know. But then when you want to make I a know. call and you're like, well, you fucking didn't answer. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, honestly, if I ever call somebody that don't answer, I'm it's like, like ah, that's fair. how that feels. That's <laughs> what, that's you might, well, you might not recall this, but you and I started to get to know each other. And I can remember sitting down with you and just saying, dude, you're an interesting guy. And, and I see a value in you in my life. I want to develop a friendship with you. Like, mm-hmm. we had this conversation. Let's make it a point and we we're both busy guys let's make it a point to spend some time together mm. and it and, and we did and developed a, one of the best friendships i've ever had in my life yeah. but now we also know each other well enough to know that if you don't talk to me for two weeks i know you're fucking busy you're not gonna stop loving me yeah and being my buddy you're just busy yeah and i'm we'll, excited to hear we'll, about it when you have we'll, some time we'll bust each other's chops about it next time we get together exactly it's no big deal yeah and that's what i'm talking about but like if you can't that's something that you just pointed out it was it was cultivated that way it wasn't just something that we had this like unspoken agreement on like you know oh like we interacted with with each other in such a way that it was like okay i see that you're busy i understand why you're busy and i've seen you know the results of you being busy but us getting together and nothing really changed we we still continue to build our friendship you know right. like that was all intentional shit you know, so it's like I've I've had the opposite of that experience where somebody really wants to hang out with me and they're reaching for me constantly and I'm just like for whatever reason I'm not about it or I'm not there or I'm just not in the right frame of mind and, and they take it personally and some of them just fuck off and don't ever talk to me again. And it's like, well mm-hmm. I mean part of me feels bad about that, but the other part of me is like that wasn't gonna work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well that helped me out quite a bit. Thanks. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm not gonna beat myself up about it, but and I mean I do sometimes like it's not to say that I should just have permission to ignore everybody and then expect them to still be my homie. You <laughs> right, know what I mean? Right. They're, they're, it's a give and take. And I definitely have times where I'll like fucking look at it. To, I did it to fucking Jake last week <laughs> when we were oh, trying dude. to set up the podcast. I didn't take it that way at I know, all, and, and Jake didn't fucking care, but I did because I was just like, dude, like Jake's one of my really, really, really good friends and, and I respect him a lot. And I was just like, I read his text message and then literally just chose not to reply and then like four three or four days later i was like oh fuck dude i had my head up my ass sorry man almost <laughs> dude i have almost. so many texts in my phone from people i really fucking care about that 
I just haven't even opened yet. You Same. know, like weeks long. You know, I, and almost every fucking text message and email that I reply to is like, "Sorry for the delay." Mm-hmm. I'm oh, same with me, yeah. And I love you, but I don't love myself enough to talk to. I don't know. Yeah, Whenever somebody time, writes, every to time me, I ever get a text back from Zach, I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it, I, I want to write a letter. Like I'm that old dude from like the 18th century, where I'm like, "My dearest Jeff, I would like you to know how much I feel for you today." And what on this dawning of the new Aquarius, the weather it, here has been temperate. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we haven't talked since last week. The only text I get from you was at one o'clock this morning. Hey, can I, I get some, some toothpicks? <laughs> <laughs> I think I said I hope all is well. I try and be like, a, you know, hey, sorry for the thanks for your patience with me. I know, I know. I was like, hey, I, I laughed pretty goddamn hard. Did you? It actually, yeah. Because I the only reason I got that was because of my nightmares, and I woke up and it made me laugh. So. Oh fuck! I'm like, you cunt. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And I was thinking that too, and I was like, but he knows that. Like, it's it's five forty five or some shit. Because in the morning. I totally. Like, know. I just got done after being up since nine in the morning. Now I'm done with my show. That no, that I is totally one know. thing I I have always felt and endearing about Zach was that he's one of the few people in my life that I know for a fact that if I'm having an insomnia night and it's like four four thirty in the morning and I just want to reach out and fucking hit him with some bullshit, he's gonna fucking see it. I'll be up and, for that. And yeah. that's, that's when you call that one day, you're like, yeah. it's four in the morning, I'm like, hey. I, almost, I almost killed myself with a pillow. <laughs> and that time of the day is when Zach is most likely to reply. Oh, to. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, that's that's that noon or something. Yeah. You know, that's like the How'd end of the night. Like, that? all right, did all my shit. Put her on the oh shit. So we're having a side conversation over here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I should say sorry to all the people that like i it, we were talking about the anxiety of like before we talked about this on several shows ago where having emails unread by people that you care about is not part of our evolution it's brand new shit it's mm-hmm. brand new anxiety and it kind of correlates with the anxiety of society and how we've become more anxiety filled and it is weird because when i when i read that and i learned about it i was like that is what I'm thinking. I, like even the the spam emails where it's like you have a thousand unread emails. I'm like, oh my god, fucking Sears needs my fucking. You know, that's like exactly what me and Jake were talking mm. about before the podcast. Yeah, it was just, you were, so you were stressing out about having a bunch of shit in your Instagram inbox. Yeah, yeah dude. And it's, <laughs> I, I do that. I mean, we have we get lots of emails a day, and it's like, and I and I know a lot of these people by name, and I and they're wonderful people, and it's like I want to get back to all of them, but I. I also want to be thoughtful with each reply where it's like, my yeah. dearest, whoever, Dude, no, whomever. I'm, I'm exactly the same way. And so and, then they just don't get anything from well, it. And, and text messages, you can turn your like red receipts oh off. So it's like you can read it and kind of think about what you're going to say over the next day or week or whatever. Right, I guess right, however right. long it takes you. But like Instagram and um, Facebook, which they I do a lot. show you that you, yeah. Yeah, it, as soon as you open it, it says that person read it. And so, like, I have so many messages I just won't even open. Right. Because I'm like, as soon as I open it, I'm committed. And yeah. this might be a complicated <laughs> yeah. thing for me to, this could take a half hour of my time to and fucking respond it. to this person. Yeah, like, but I don't have the, today. I This yeah. also kind of goes back into what I was talking with the commercials, though. There's an expectation for an immediate response. Yes. Yeah. And that's a problem. True. But most yeah. of my friends in my life, I don't really have that many friends like that or acquaintances where they're like, because the you didn't hang out with me? adults. I know you, exactly. You ever, Your quality you guys friends. Ever had that better. happen though, where somebody sends you a message and you you do read it, but you don't respond right away, and then they get fucking torqued about it. I don't want to say and, his like, name. Message you again. I don't want to say I know, his I know, name. You know what but I'm he's a about. musician in this town <laughs> where he gives you a text for. 
two minutes. You, you, and I, you and I had that same experience. Fuck. And then he calls you the worst names in the book. You know him too. And he's probably done it to you, Jake. <laughs> I don't know who you're Jake's talking like, about. I'm really it'll, curious it'll about it'll who it is. Fair notes. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was Usually say, we're, we're done. I'd love to hear who this is. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. I've never talked to him. I know. You know. Well, you've heard us bitch about yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing that I did that one time for the other musicians. Oh, he's I'm passing, passing notes. notes. <laughs> now we all have to sit here awkwardly. Right here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's that's a different thing. That, no, that's a. I mean, that's a, that, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. That's, not, okay. that's not a sane person who's like, well, just yeah. a little insane. When that's it comes not really to somebody that. you want to be your friend anyway. Though. Yeah, true. So, true. no offense, person we're talking about. Coincidentally, that's, that's exactly <laughs> I how I replied to him when 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 uh, that happened. I was I was just like, I, you let me read that thread. I, it was yeah, awesome. I was like, it I'm, was I'm, awesome, I'm I'm not your friend, and I don't really want to be. So <laughs> you don't. Like, hey, don't talk to me like this. I, I, I will don't say, don't talk to me at all. trying not to pat myself on the back too fucking hard. I really do put a lot of effort in reaching out to people you uh, that, that I give a good. shit about or or see potential in because I want oh, them. You're way better about. That I want shit them than I to am. see what I see. I, God, I wish the world. I wish people could, just for a moment, see what I see in them through my eyes. It would change their life. So since they can't do that, I really do try to reach out to people and, and, and give them some attention. Let them know. I, I give a fuck about you. You're I care about you. You're fantastic so. at nurturing friendships. You really are. You're it's because above anything else in the world, that is what is most important to me. You have a larger awesome. bandwidth yeah, for empathy cool. than I do. Yeah, we need, yeah, we need more that's people. Good. I'm a hugger. Yeah. You yeah. are a hugger. I'm just well, a hugger. I'm, this, I'm sort of the same way. And like, like sometimes I'll, I'll be in a good mood. And, I, you know, like I, I fucking love people, man. And I, I try, but I'm also like drowning in my own shit all the time. Yeah. And so sometimes I'll just like be in a good mood and I'll fucking like text like 10 people. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, then, yeah. and then, and then, and then 10 minutes later, some shit happens and it like lingers for like three days and you all those people get back to me and yeah. I don't respond to any of them. Yeah, I was dude, the one who initiated yeah, the fucking dude. conversation. That happened to me yesterday. I did, yeah, yeah. I I did it. I, I, did it that, last I call night. that manic manic fits of empathy. Yeah. <laughs> I have time. Oh yeah. It's just an energy thing too. Yeah. Like I'm feeling great today, and then yeah, all of a sudden the dog barks real loud, and you're like, shit. Yeah, you're like fuck them all. Yeah. You know that shit still that still counts though because those are little seeds that you planted, and like even mm -hmm. if you didn't come back and water them. Yeah. True. That's true. I mean, if, if they know who you are, they're like that's him trying that's, yeah. that's them doing their best. I did that last night uh, I believe it was uh, PJ had started a, a, a thread and then uh, Deja actually invited me into it and I like to pop in and out of that and I, I was I'm like I kind of want to get topics going so like last night was uh, the what song kind of gets you back on your feet if you're feeling down or, or, or just reminds you to you know life's just life and, and it's kind of up to you get up and go so i had posted my song and i was so excited to like listen see what everybody you know put from their from their uh you know pandora list or whatever so i could listen to new songs and, and learn it, it kind of in my mind it allows me to learn about them a little bit right and uh i was so excited and then i got so goddamn busy that i i got so lost in the thread i didn't really get to Respond, and then I did it again today with love songs, and I still haven't looked at it yet. <laughs> well, so I'm kind of excited to get back to that. Hell yeah! Was your song the uh, Bubble Guppies theme song? <laughs> no, it's not. But 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 uh, there's another Peppa Pig where it goes Peppa Pig. <laughs> so me and AJ. <laughs> so me and AJ uh, did our be first fun for me uh, to edit later. Yes. 
<laughs> Me and AJ uh, did I our, you own, guys cover that. our own mash. <laughs> we did our own uh, music mash today, and we we're going, bubble, bubble, guppies, bubble, bubble, guppies. <laughs> So that's it. <laughs> oh man, you're doing medleys now. There's a, there's I taught a parents listening to this from, 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 uh, yeah, from kid, Karate from, uh, Kid. Karate Kid, yeah. Yep. Hell yeah, that's a good move, bro. It Works is. like three or four out of twenty times. It's fucking <laughs> bad. All right, let's move on. Things I learned. We're almost to the end of our show, you guys. Holy shit! Uh, yeah. This is the power of fusion. <laughs> Apparently, uh, some yeah. sciencey shit. So this yeah, has we'll been a this has been a thing a subject of much heated debate on the internet this week, which I think is hilarious because everybody just fucking wants to be wound up about something. They were oh. like, so on on the one hand, you have people saying there's been a breakthrough in fusion energy, which there was, right? But then you have people on the other side of the aisle going, no, it's, it's not really a breakthrough because of blah 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 blah, blah. and they're also kind of right, right? <laughs> you uh. know, but it's like. Fuck off with that, man. Like, so we're, just because it's not the end of the line, it's just a step in that direction. It's it's not worth being excited about. Like, we're we're paying attention to like some actresses like dating and shit. That's the next thing on like, the scroll. It's, it's like, like just pay attention more to about science for Kim a second. Kardashian's butt than yeah, you do about exactly. a fusion energy breakthrough. Fucking like, pleb. Imagine, anyway, sorry. That's just <laughs> imagine what the fucking world would be like if we could have fusion energy. That yeah. would just be so so, so anyway, much more. Expensive. Let's let's quick. Uh, I'm not an expert, but quick quick overview of fusion energy. Fusion energy is is basically a reaction that is started and then it creates its own reaction that produces more energy than the initial reaction that started it yep. and then it's essentially this it's like a, a the idea think of like a, a miniature the sun, sun the yep. size of the tip of a pin you yeah. know and then it just is constantly generating more input than it takes to sustain itself or energy output rather than it takes to sustain itself and then you basically have unlimited clean energy and fusion doesn't create any waste right there's no not like fission or nuclear or nuclear is fission right right yeah yeah so it's cool it's cool shit and like Ultimately, it's going to be. I mean, what well, they're trying to do. You know, <laughs> if if some nefarious entity doesn't come along and fucking monopolize it for nefarious purposes, there have been purposes. several movies about cold fusion scientists being killed in the fucking lab. Build my death ray, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then they get blown up, and then we have to go back to fossil yeah. fuels. But which, you know, but you know, barring the, barring that dystopian outlook, which I am prone to. Uh, <laughs> it, so what happened is um, this laboratory they they started this fusion reaction with a bunch of extremely high-powered lasers and then the reaction did actually start into a chain that generated more energy than the initial reaction did it keep going or did it stop uh it kept going they it stopped as soon as they stopped putting in the energy okay right so it was a sustainable it was a sustainable fusion reaction that generated more energy than than it started as but the catch is the lasers that they used to start it took away more energy than you know so i mean so it's still a net loss in energy right, right but the reason it's cool is because now it's no longer a matter of can we create a fusion reaction that actually creates more energy how, than it no. started with it's, it's just like how now, do we how, how do we, we make the lasers longer. more efficient you yeah. know what i mean like we've we just proved that it can be done 
That's huge. Which is fucking awesome. That's huge. If you're a nerd. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I am, and it speaks to me very deeply. That's why I'm staring at you, because I can't look at Jeff while I'm talking about this. He's just looking at me like, like you fucking fuck. geek. It's a little sun. You're going to have a little sun that powers your house in the future. You'll like it. It'll be great. You're going to have a cell phone with a miniature sun in it, and it'll right. never, the battery won't ever die. Fucking A. That's it's like a nuclear badass, sun, actually. baby. <laughs> Uh, there's Imagine one the weapons we'd make with that yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Way to go. You know, there's a place for you in the Pentagon with that kind of mind. I'll just say it's really cool, but I feel like, I feel just like we could our, kill a our lot nature, of we would abuse it and it would end up being like an atomic bomb situation. Oh, yeah. we're, we're forever fucking monkeys banging on nuclear warheads yeah. to see what they'll do. Yeah. Too smart for our own good. Yes. And not wise enough to be. We're smart, but not wise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have another thing that we... Uh, I'm going to skip that. Let's move on to the, the seven things that I wish I knew <laughs> when I was younger. Don't tease me like that, bro. <laughs> I, had, oh, I was going to... Actually, you know what? Do I it. just want to put this out there. So Instagram. Uh, I was doing some some looking into some stuff and some causes and shit. <clears throat> Over the last 10 years or so, there's been a rise in this specific demographic of, of young ladies, 10 to 14, uh, of depression, suicide, cutting, all the, the things that are that we don't want our kids to do. And there was a correlation directly with the camera phone, uh, the the selfie, the self-facing front-facing cam- camera. Front facing camera, and Instagram. And it was only for girls, ten to fourteen, and but it was substantial, like a massive uh, jump in depression and these things. And not just in the United States, so that it was you know all of the Western world and, and South Korea and some of these places. And basically, like when you think of things that aren't good for you. Like so, right away you're like, "Well, I don't want my 10 to 14 year old to have a phone." But it's very difficult if you're a parent. Yeah, right. Those I ages. don't either. But their <laughs> that, peer that pressure is so failed. yeah, it's so much. It was really difficult. It's very difficult to weather. Because if they don't have a phone, all their friends are going to have phones, and they're still going to have access to phones. Like, right. It's just, yeah. But it's what a this conclusion. and then they'll what be left out too. You know? Unless you but live in a town thing. of 508 people. And phones only work in specific areas. You can pull that off. But here's yeah. the thing. You should be the parent that says no anyway. Because according to the study, it's like, you know, when you take, say, you know, sugar's not good for you. It's like, well, I'll just have a little bit of sugar. It's like, this is not safe at any speed and at any dose is what the court, what the studies were saying. And there's multiple studies that say this. And there's some studies that Instagram put out that are against this. So you can look into it for yourself. Did they fund them? those studies i think so well. <laughs> i'm not sure 100 percent on that we but. funded some studies that say that we're our great. cocaine <laughs> is actually really good for your nasal cavity it really opens things up trust but, us but here's the idea so i mean basically you shouldn't have your 10 if you want to screw your kid up basically is what they're saying 10 to 14 years old is the worst time but then after 14 15 it, sh- it should be fine and, and young boys don't have the same kind of problem it also went into a thing about the uh division of america is that because girls mature faster so they're in that uh i guess it would be higher estrogen levels and not knowing how to deal with it at that age it's where boys aren't there yet yeah. i think the could be, but i think 20s. women are also just more <laughs> right. sexualized in general and so like yes. they take more pride and yeah. their, their appearance matters much more than it does to a man in general yeah. you know yeah. in general yeah and i mean the selfie thing the selfie that's culture fair. you know that's stuff. a fair statement yeah mm-hmm. and so that was what i learned was According so to these studies, that it, it's absolutely it a detrimental with the technology and the media, or yeah. is it a problem with the way that it's being employed? Uh, I think it's part. I think it's complicated because you've got these young people that with the hyper like, peer girls pressure have had cameras they could take pictures of themselves with for a long time. Oh yeah, 
but not <laughs> but not a place to put them and not with filters and not with right. competition to you know yeah i was gonna say the classroom. filters probably makes that even worse does, fuck huh? filter that we're doing a fuck filters next time yeah okay you got it Agreed. all right moving on <laughs> that's that's just something to say uh if you have a 10 to 14 year old daughter or an eight year old daughter and you're looking into it it's something to look into like i know how hard it would be to tell your kid no i did i was lucky enough to my son didn't get his cell phone till a little bit later, like 15 or so. Yeah. Um, and it was a pitch too. It was a hell of a thing for him to go through. And so I, you know, fuck if, well, if you break, I don't, before, but I, don't, I, didn't, I don't blame you. I didn't get my uh, first cell phone other than the locked down Nokia pull out right. the antenna phone right. that my dad used to keep tabs on me when my mom left. But other than that, I didn't get my first cell phone until I was fucking in college. Fuck that. I didn't get one until I was 30. So you guys, well, <laughs> kids, kids can That's fucking they handle it. didn't exist yet, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had that big they did, brick. They did. You could drive down yeah. the road with a brick and a yeah, satellite like following you. like $4 a minute. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it costs a lot to have that satellite follow you, Jeff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so... Before, we're also going to talk a little bit about Jake and his music here, but uh, he's in the bathroom, so we're not even going to do he's that. He's peeing. I'm Gross. talking about his wiener right now, how the things come out of it. Uh, <laughs> seven things I wish I would have known when I was younger. Jeff is going to lead us through this. And yes, it is. Take it away, Bearba. So this, number one, is pretty damn important, and uh, listen up. People aren't thinking about you anywhere as near as much as you think they are. Fuck. That's very important and that kind of ties into <laughs> the 10 to 14 year old girls stuff that you were thinking about absolutely we, we 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 value ourselves a lot more than other people value us really yeah in general and we think that positive and everybody negative. gives a fuck about what we're doing yep. no and for the most part no they're self-absorbed too yes. and that's okay so number one is one more time People aren't thinking about you near as much as you think that they are. That was for him. Yeah. Jake's back. Unless yeah, it's Jake's Jake. Right. I'm, I'm thinking about Jake way more than he thinks. Yeah, about. I think about you all the time. <laughs> Especially when you don't fucking respond to me. <laughs> Especially now that you've offered See, asparagus as part yeah. of our podcast experience. <laughs> I knew he took it personally. God damn it. <laughs> uh, number two. Uh, blame is mostly a useless concept. I, I think we've kind of flogged that a little bit in the last one. I mean, what's the point of blaming somebody if something's already fucking happened yeah. and it creates a situation when you have to deal with it? doesn't really matter whose fault it is. You still got to fucking deal with something. Yeah. So what's the distinction? Unless it's between... like pr they're prone to do it again, and you know, right? Well, then you have choices to make. Yeah, then, that's right? where yeah. I, that's where I'm coming from. Like, what's the distinction between blame and accountability? Because like, isn't blame a component of accountability? Well, let me put it. Let, let me frame it, and maybe in this way. Let's say you grew up with parents that were alcoholics. That's really shitty, right? Yes. And you can be upset with them and and blame them for a lot of your problems, but at the end of the day it's your fucking responsibility to fix those problems. They're not going to fix them for you. It doesn't matter if they say I'm sorry or not, or, or take any acknowledgement. The problems that it developed in your life end up being your responsibility. That's shitty, but it's a reality. So don't waste your time blaming them and thinking they're going to do something for you about it. It's still your responsibility to fix True. it. Okay. So Dude, I got new, a song new that's scenario. not to like talk about myself, but I have a song that's literally exactly about, about that. No shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you won't get to talk about this next week. So talk about is it. Is that now. the one that we get to put on the end of this? Uh, no, that one is like the first recording I ever had. So it's not that good. <laughs> so I wrote this song, <laughs> but that's, that's, really but that's what it's about. Like, <laughs> the song's probably that's good. The recording. I mean, we'll, we'll probably recut it at some point. That's, but the, the, that's the trash I was referring to when you asked when I asked about your music. <laughs> <laughs> it's got yeah. some good songs. They just sound terrible with the recording. No, I know the song you're talking about. Hiding from the sun. Sorry, Shaden. Yeah. We went sideways. Thanks, man. You had a... Uh, so, 
different scenario than uh, a doctor prescribes a medication without looking closely enough at your wife's chart to know that she's deathly allergic to it. She takes it trusting the doctor, not knowing that it has said ingredient that she's deathly allergic to, and she dies from it. Right. Well, first off, there's actually a uh, position in a hospital that's supposed to go over your chart to find that. But even then, if that gets bad, yes, there's accountability there. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, once it's already happened, you can blame them, maybe even get compensation for it, but you still have to deal with that problem. Yeah, that's the premise. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. It's that's basically literally what the show is about. It's just a ride. It's like you're going to experience shit in life, and so you can take it as garbage and horrible, or you can just be like, ah, that's just life. That's life. This is what it feels like to be alive. Okay, yeah. moving on. I mean, half of half of uh, going through life and forcing yourself to do uncomfortable things, you're just preparing for the next crisis because it's fucking coming. Yeah, it is. You just, you think it's not? That's it's why we have anxiety because it's like, well, it feels good now. <laughs> Things are great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not I almost get, I, I get scared when I get comfortable. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, number three. Thanks, dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the quality of the relationships that you choose uh, to involve yourself with will dictate the quality of your life. Absolutely. I think that kind of speaks for Nothing itself. Nothing to add. <laughs> yeah, that's Very really true. good. Yeah, some of these are pretty strong. Although, you know, I, I saw somebody comment on your post that was kind of like that, and it's like, well, and it made me think. It's like, well, you, your circle of friends are the ones that you want to be pushing you and stuff, but having acquaintances out in the world that you can be a good person, a good role model or whatever, and be a good number member of their their group or whatever right their number four, whatever you kind of get what i'm going at i got you i'm stupid i'm tired <laughs> it's been a long ass week did uh, you just words real nice i word so. fucked it did i fuckled all over the word so keep fuckling and this one seems trite but true but nothing meaningful nothing meaningful in life is easy and nothing easy in life is meaningful no that's nothing, not that's nothing pretty meaningful is easy and nothing easy is meaningful are you trying to say that every time I jerk off, it means I nothing? Was, I, was trying, <laughs> I was trying to find Sometimes my way to it's a dick not easy. Thank you for picking that up. I, you know, we're all working together on this <laughs> dick joke. <laughs> number five? Are we at five? Yeah, we're number five. All right. Number five. A lot of people aren't going to like to hear this one. Goodness if you want to experience beautiful love, you have to be willing to open yourself up to heartbreak and pain. And that one's huge. A lot of people spend their lives so guarded yeah. that at the first sign of anything negative from someone else, they'll push them away. Mm -hmm. it, it, love in life. There is heartbreak and pain that goes with that. Yeah. Even in the best of relationships that last 60, 70 years at the end of it, someone's going to be yeah, left heartbroken and alone first. because oh, somebody's going to die first in general. Yeah. It's, it's just What's part, that part of living everything that breathes takes a first breath is going to take a last breath and it's going to break your heart everything yeah. you know will someday be proven wrong and everything you love will eventually die yeah. <laughs> I, did you guys ever see a movie called the forbidden kingdom jackie chan and jet lee oh it's my sounds big, really my big my big like nerd uh my big nerd boner rising here but would it surprise you i have not seen that it doesn't surprise me. i'm no, writing I'm, it down because those two sharp. are on the my list forbidden of favorites. Kingdom, it was great just because jackie chan and jet lee are both like movie kung fu oh they're fun to watch legends, for sure you know and it was like good actors it was too. a rare movie Jackie that Chan's they were it, in doing both lead roles like interacting and fighting each other it was dope but 
the reason I bring it up is because uh, Jackie Chan's character says something in the movie that I'm sure is probably stolen from some other proverb, but it's the first time I heard it, and it's exactly what you're talking about. And he said, a man who does not attach himself to people or things will never have his heart broken, but never will he truly live. Hmm. I agree with that. Better yeah. to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. That's kind of that same yeah. thing. Oh, shall I, shall I say it? Unless you're oh, yeah. buying your third Try daughter. it. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Somebody's sitting there like a widow, and they're like, yeah, okay, dickhead, whatever. The heartbreak hurts, but the value of the love still remains. Right. Exactly. Um, well, real quick. Yeah. It's like a pet. That's why I wanted to name all my pets for the future tragedies just tragedy because it's like well it's going to die and it's going to hurt because you're going to be super bonded to this innocent creature that never did anything wrong never said anything to you but so that would make you want to avoid the logic of that it's like i'm going to hurt but especially if you name a tragedy like a cunt like i am but it's better to have those animals in your life and then just to get a new animal and then start that relationship over again and continue to love because those it makes your life better that's what i think i was trying to say that to somebody like i don't want an animal because they die and it's like yeah but it's so much better to think about the 10 years you had with them it's like that's a, that's an inspired idea Zach. and they're gonna die every, whether you whether you get them or not I know, they're no, still gonna die. <laughs> every animal that i have from now on i'm going to name after some lead character in a greek tragedy <laughs> you guys will be the only people that get it or some shakespeare be fucking <laughs> yeah. like, it's hamlet why is it hamlet i'm curious to see if you guys favorite shakespeare man i'm curious right. to see if you guys push back on this one i i, I buy into it uh, people will always respect and value you in the direct proportion of how much you respect and value yourself. Hmm. I'm not getting pushback. That surprises no. me. God damn! Look at you guys. <laughs> and I don't really have a whole lot to add to that, other than I do. I do. Are believe- you saying we don't respect ourselves? What's going on? <laughs> no, it's not. What I, it's not what I said. You're just artists, man. <laughs> You're musicians. I expected something different. I'm a shitty business owner well, too. I got some shitty, goddamn capitalist ideas too. I, I, I honestly, respect myself maybe more than anybody. Does. <laughs> right? I'm a. Li- in my head, I'm a goddamn genius over here, but nobody else thinks so. so yeah, I don't know. I'm I guess. artist. We're all pretentious, pretentious as hell. Yeah, we all think exactly. we're the fucking smartest. That's how we get on stage. It's like, well, my but narcissism we also, led me here. We also paradoxically hate ourselves. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say, there's a, there's a, that's di- there's a, di- there's a that. difference between being like obnoxiously hard on yourself and like hating yourself and not respecting your like worth. Yeah. Like, no, right. like I'm super fucking hard on myself and I'm down on myself all the fucking time, but it's because I know I can be better. You know what I mean? But, yeah, but I value that. Though? I value that. Yeah. Mindset. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying though. Is like, I might not always respect who I am in, in a given moment, but that's because I have, I have, hold myself to a high standard. Right. You know, well, cause I have respect to the reason, but I think, but I think <laughs> right. that guarantees your damn job eternal growth. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, that gets into my whole thing of being content. I yeah. think contentment, contentment breeds apathy. Mm. If you if you stay content too yeah, long, so Jeff also to likes to kick himself strife. in the dick to, like thirteen to, times a day. I'm, so yeah, I, I'm kind probably of the worst at, at, at destroying myself, but it doesn't mean that I don't love and respect myself. I just know I can be better every day. Yeah. So it's just take it easy on yourselves, guys. Fucking oh, a. Just do your best. That's all the universe asks of anyone. If well, you can do that's your best what I and fail. Oh well. That's all I ask of other people. It's like I don't care if you're an absolute fucking failure, as long as you're genuinely trying. Yeah, if that's your best. That's all what I the care. Fuck else, we're gonna ask of you. Yeah. <laughs> Be better on ma- magic. Use the magic. Do steroids. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, and number seven. Uh, be slow to judge harshly and criticize other people because you have absolutely no idea what someone's going through. 
Yes. Harsh on yourself and soft on other yeah. people. That's yeah, be quick to make That's an cool. assessment, but slow to judge and yeah. condemn. Always lead with kindness, kindness, empathy, and respect. Uh, I would I would add number eight. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah. To everything that's said. Basically, no, number eight would be basically don't be a cunt. Yes, and don't be a cunt. That's number one always. Yeah. That's the number one yeah. reasonableness party. And mantra. don't be a cunt. Shirts are coming soon. Yes. And uh, and no, thank you. And no, thank you. To go to go off of the one about judging people and stuff. Like I've always thought because I, I talk a lot of shit about people sometimes mm-hmm. in my free time. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> it's, it's fun to talk shit about people. <laughs> yeah, because you know but, they're talking shit about you. You might as well balance. Yeah, the but well, you know the you know I like to think of it though. Most people like, don't care about you like you think they do. It's true. Like talk shit about people's actions and behaviors, not about who they are. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. can do shitty things or be in a shitty headspace or you know behave shittily, but it's not, is that he a word? Shittily. Shittily. Yeah, we use it a lot. All words. Okay. 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 <laughs> I don't know if that was a word. Use. No, I mean I, I wasn't asking fine, if that was man. allowed. I was asking if that made any sense. Shittily, shittily. <laughs> no, not allowed. Take it back. We, we actually use that a few times. Shit testicles is my go-to if you'd like to do that. But you get what I mean, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Fucking well, like, pointing, I, out, pointing out behaviors that are, mm-hmm. in, are inappropriate is okay. But, yeah. But to take that behavior uh, for a specific incident and create a whole opinion about a person really isn't fair. Yeah. But we tend to do well, it. Even repeated behaviors, too. There's people all the time that I catch myself. And I'm, I'm trying to stop doing this and be more positive, you know. And um, most days I am, you know. I've gotten a lot better at it. But... um yeah, there's a lot of people who just piss me off, you know, because and because of repeated behavior, like they keep right. doing, like just the way they are. But at the same time, it's like you're you're they're doing that because of the way their brain is wired and the way they grew up, or the, they act that way because of insecurity or just whatever. It the might fuck be their reason. genes too. Yeah. yeah, their archetype as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I put on remind yeah. myself like I, I'm not, I don't not like that person. I don't like the way that they act you know and, what and, I mean? and there are people in this, this world person that i wrote down don't like that person. yeah there are people in this world <laughs> such, one as such, that person, <laughs> such as Not that Hitler, person such as that person who's dude. just a <laughs> that guy especially yeah. But, yeah. well they're both the same <laughs> yeah it's okay to acknowledge that some people are just cunts too yeah so. yeah <laughs> because they're not doing any of the things that we talk about to improve yourself yeah and make yourself a better human but being. maybe they just aren't aware that that'll make them better maybe they just don't believe it you know what i mean yeah you know, even when you tell them straight to their face they're like that's not true about me oh, yeah mm. it's- <laughs> well people have different moral priorities and that and that just shapes the way we look at the world our, mm. our belief systems are just the filter that we all i mean so we have so many different filters that we share the world with yeah i was reading something that there's six different viewpoints in the united states so there's like six different americas I mean, we can tell that there's two Americas that are fighting each other right now, but the majority of us don't live in that. But six different ways to look at the world, and I don't, I'm not going to read them, or I don't, I don't remember them all. But <laughs> no more lists. Just, we already did. Yeah, a yeah, list. yeah. But it's like it, when you think about it, it's like, well, that's there's the way I live, and then there's the way that guy that's opposite of me lives. But who are these other fucking people that, that yeah. live in these weird places? I don't know. It's a big I, world, I, and we don't. We all kind of I mean, live I'd, in a bubble. I'd see three of them, you know, like the the left, the right, and the people who are like, stop fucking fighting, you know. Yeah. But well, it's like it's like people three, that are super the left, agree. the right, and the parents. Yeah. Like well, there's, there's, there's a, a very, far left and the far yeah. right. Well, even even without politics, it's <laughs> the like, ones that neither one of their own people like. <laughs> yeah. Like they're the most extreme <laughs> yeah. kinds of I'm time. left, but that person. Yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that. That's our that's our world right well, now. That's that's the point. Is is politics has become an ideologies? But I think what you're talking about is the idea six different basic ideologies of people probably yeah but it really it actually comes down to deeper like but although it would fall into political things too so like agreeableness uh 
That's probably not necessarily a conservative thing, although there's plenty of agreeable conservatives. It's probably more of a liberal, classical liberal mindset of agreeableness. And there's a bunch of Americans that are very, that's their number one priority, moral priority is their agreeableness. So based on that, like the far left and far right, far right would probably just fall into the same one then. Almost. Because right? they're yeah, the same. They're the same thing, just opposite sides of the same fucking thing, you know? Different, yeah. Different flavors of the same Pop-Tart. Well, yeah. what, what they say, when you look at <laughs> the same Pop-Tart. <laughs> <laughs> it's what? weirdly apt though, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, that was especially not the, 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 the Pop-Tart. The, the food I thought you were going to use as a metaphor <laughs> when you started that. But like, when you look at the studies, the say you know conservatives have a tendency to be more fearful of things that are not uh normal so more more fearful of i guess this would fall under like you know foreigners and immigration and stuff like Mm -hmm. that or people that aren't like them and And that's the reputation they have although the left has plenty of that too but the left is is more so agreeable in the sense of of new things like that and so that's those are the kind of Americas. So we have some Americas that are like very much conservative, not necessarily politically, but in the sense of we like things the way they are. Let's right. conserve what we have and and, da, 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 and let's build on these cool principles and the founding fathers and this and that. And then there's people that are like the opposite that are like, no, Burn we, it down. we've got no, the whole world's coming to America. Let's get the borders gone. Let's get the fucking, let's get everybody in here. We got to get rid of this group of people that have been running things. Let's just switch it up. Let's get rid of the constitution. Let's just switch it all up. Fuck it. Uh, you know, those kind of things. <laughs> and then it's somewhere in between, you know, so there's all these different, so it's not necessarily politics, but it does fall into that, but it's more of moral Well, that's priorities. only because politics yeah. is, it's a representation into it. every aspect of our lives. Somehow we've allowed that to happen. Right. right? But, sure. but you'll, you'll find that the more agreeable per- people will end up being more collectivist in, in a sense. So they'll want government to do more things and they'll want people to share their money and, and distribute it more and have less, you know, individuals making more profit. You know what I mean? So, and then the right would be more of a place where it's like, no individuals, uh, working hard, doing your own thing. Uh, and it just is supported by a moral philosophy. And if we looked at the world where it's like, there's a lot of different kinds of folk fundamentally that see you as completely opposite of them, but you're both still moral actors in the world. You're, it doesn't make you shitty. Just because you're a left-wing person and a right-wing person doesn't make either of them shitty. The extremes tend to be shitty. Uh, but even in the extremes, like on the left, the extremes are their heart is in the right place. Like anarchy is the, the thing. They're like, get rid of this big system of oppression. It's like, okay, I, I mean, I, I'm not against that. That's fucking fine. The extreme right wing is like a little <clears throat> scary when you're talking about the racial stuff and all that crap and whatever. Yeah. And I don't know if that's left and right. That's stupid America stuff. It's very much up. Yeah. Also, well, There's definitely right. a horseshoe effect and, and some of that really. too. Yeah. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. That was, that was my spiel. So if, uh, if we have the reasonableist party, is uh, the agreeableist party going to be like our natural <laughs> enemy? <Yeah. laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's a faction that breaks off somewhere right. and we fight like the Whigs in the fucking gonna old school. going to be like our, our version of the Labor Party. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great. I like the future now. I'm more optimistic for, for the schisms in the fucking... <laughs> All right. Our last thing for today, for today is to thank our guests for being here, Jake. Yeah, uh, thank it's you been guys. a lot of fun, man. You, we love your brain, and this has just been yeah, it's fun a to get fun you in way the to... conversation. Yeah, it was yeah. fun to do this. We never, man. it was a good break from. We never know what it's going to be like. Where it's like, okay, it's just some random yeah, guy. Even throwing, though we knew you throwing were, somebody yeah. into the shark tank of a hard bullshit. I don't know. Know. So <laughs> thanks for joining us in, in our weird ride this time. Uh, but I did want to ask Absolutely. you a couple things. So you got a brand new album out. Yep. 
and I don't want to ask you like what your influences are and your process and all that shit, but <laughs> if they're listening to your record, like what, in your hope of hopes and someone listens to your record, what do you want them to get out of it? First off, what's it titled? Uh, Hard to Kill a Ghost. Yeah. That's a one great, more time. Great Hard to title. Kill a Ghost. Hard to Kill a Ghost. Yeah. Fucking A it is. Yeah. <laughs> Valid well, point. Great fucking song too, by the way. Yes. So. Yes. Which song are we? Uh, do, we do you know which one you want us to play? Uh, I'll figure it out. Okay. Well, like, I was supposed to be. Look, I had two hours to fucking figure this out. <laughs> fucking do it. Putting, Got too involved in the conversation. Didn't we're putting this th- episode out by six a.m. tomorrow morning, so you can get it. Yeah, I got one. I'll do. I'll be gone. <laughs> which one? Gone. Gone. Do that one. Yeah. Okay. But back to my question though. Like, what do, what do you want people to get from this album? If you could have, if people could get what you hope for out of it. Um, just, I don't know if there's fucking people who are struggling with addiction or, I mean, anything really, you know, it's, I don't know. I, it's a hard thing to say. I kind of just wrote it, you know, right. I, wasn't, I don't write it thinking about other people, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I guess, I mean, that's, what so are these songs, uh, your journey? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I actually, so it wasn't supposed to be like, like a concept album or, you know, put together in any kind of way, but Funny it just kind of has. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> like most of it's about, um that like trying to get sober and stay sober and you know relapsing and all that shit and then the last song on there or second to last on the first song and the last song are both just murder ballads that are made up Mm -hmm. um but the last like personal song on there is i wrote that the day i got or the day after i got sober so i got out of the hospital and then i went home that night I drank that night and then I woke up the next morning I'm like I'm fucking done and then I wrote that song and that's the second to last song on the album and uh you just so it kind of wrapped it the up curiosity of several so yeah. several people are looking to buy your album right now be like, I gotta <laughs> you're welcome now. yeah yeah not not to take your money but please give me your money <laughs> no it's no yeah but um yeah that song means a lot to me I guess because I, I wrote that one like I said the day I got sober and it stuck so far other than weed you know but that's awesome. So yeah, it doesn't I count. Got, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Count. Like I said, my sponsor's cool with it, so as long as I get the okay from him, you know, I'm yeah. not drinking or doing any hard drugs. Right. But um, yeah, if there's something I want anyone to take out of it, it's just it's like a helpful tool be, for him. Right? Yeah, to yeah. You know, just you're not fucking alone. You know, there's a lot of people who go through that shit, and I heard that. I heard people say that all the fucking time. You know, when I was struggling with addiction, I mean, not that I'm not still struggling with it. It's not something that you just stop. Right. You know you just beat but you're on a good side of it yeah, yeah. at least for now you know right. hopefully it sticks but um can i interject something on there yeah i can tell you though that on a long enough timeline it's just going to become something of your past and you yeah. no longer live this life of in recovery the whole idea of getting in recovery is to move forward in your life yeah and it, it, when you reach that point of i'm no longer this I, i'm a recovered person but I don't live a recovered life. Recovery was for me to move forward. Yeah. And when you, you'll know when you've reached that point. Yeah. But it does take a timeline. Yeah. Does no, I, I, no, absolutely. I agree. And, um, I've actually had a couple people tell me that in meetings or whatever. I haven't been doing the meetings as much lately, but the first few months it fucking saved my life. You know, it's Good. what kept me sober, but, um, yeah, fuck. I don't know. That's a hard question to answer, but I guess I already kind of answered it. Just yeah, you you're not fucking alone. As corny and cliche as that is, there's it's a lot of people go through it and show. get through it. And <laughs> people way worse than me have made it through it, you know, and so awesome, you know, and you, you I, can I, tell how thoughtful he is. So you can probably guess what their lyrics are going to be like. And, and I think that you can, I think that you could consistently talk about 
getting people into recovery, trying to convince people to recover themselves from whatever demons that, that they have, uh, drugs, alcohol, or, or whatever addictions you can have in this world. You can consistently talk about that and reach somebody. Oh, mm. God, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. everybody's got their thing. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. And, and uh, kind of change the subject a little bit, but onto your voice, though. Like, you have one of the most distinct voices. It's a fabulous voice. Oh, thanks, and man. Nobody, you'll be able, once you hear him sing, you'll be able to pick him out of a thousand artists every single time. Like, nobody sounds like you. And it's, Thanks, man. And, and that's not in any way bad. It's all in perfect key and fucking beautiful melodies. It's like, yeah, you just have a unique voice. And in the world of cookie-cutter mediocrity, it's been very refreshing. Well, so, you guys both got good voices, too. No, so. <laughs> we have I'm the only cunt at this I mean, table who has exactly listened to your music. Where do I find your album? <laughs> fucking fake it. You Everywhere. Spotify, Apple... I got fucking CD. I give you a CD, but I didn't fucking think to bring it. Bring it. I don't have a CD player. Okay, well, perfect. Cool. Fuck, Spotify, dude, Apple, I made YouTube, you whatever. Asparagus. What the hell? <laughs> don't you have one? Didn't I give you one? Yeah, I have one. Okay. Where, where <laughs> would you shit? You only get one for free. The next one's fifty bucks. <laughs> where would you prefer people to buy your record from? Where, where do you make the most money for it? Um, shit, dude. I don't even know. Right. I, I, do you have a Bandcamp or? A... I need to get that put together. I guess iTunes. You could buy it off there, but okay. I mean. You can, you can stream it, it on or fucking hit me up on Instagram or whatever, and I'll ship one to you. And if you listen to it a hundred thousand times, you'll probably make a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just stream it while you sleep. <laughs> uh, so where is this album? Coffee. Where is this album in your career? As far as uh, how how long is your recording career so far? Is this second album, first album? That was the first album. I did a couple one. singles before then, but uh, yeah, that was the first one. So how's it feel when you were done? Were you like, okay, this is a fucking record. It was fucking wild, man. I don't know if you guys felt like this when you guys did your guys' first album, but like, I didn't even think it was, I, I just doubted that it was even going to get done. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I was like, it's going to, we're just going to keep working on it and we're going to end up with fucking nine songs. It's because we all terrible have and we're never going to release them and I'm going to waste everyone's time fucking recording all this shit and then we're <laughs> not going to end up putting it out, but yeah, it was super relieving, you know, it was super cool that first like month or two because I didn't have to worry about all that shit anymore. I could just play shows and promote it and it was mm-hmm. super cool. And then, um, yeah, back to fucking recording again. It's such a big back through the fucking <laughs> shit. Back you know? in the grinder. Yeah. It's such a big difference when you've played a bunch of so- uh, shows and you have no music to, pl- to sell people. They're like, mm-hmm. hey, what can I, where can I hear you? Like, oh, I got a video on YouTube from six years ago or whatever. Yeah. When you have an album, you're like, yeah. No, dude, <laughs> seriously. Check out my shit. And you yeah. can hand them out and it just is a whole nother dude, level. The story of-, of my life, I've been doing music for, well, like I said earlier, <clears throat> ever. 100 years. I have... 100 years, Rick and Morty. I have one solo album that I released a lot of years ago and uh, it's, it's pretty damn good it's, it's, the it's songs on Spotify? are great it's not on Spotify oh, because Spotify shit. wasn't a fucking thing yeah, you guys are right. <laughs> Wait, what's it on can you send me a link to it it's uh, I would rather not <laughs> was this Is your the B- one that I know B- my, my original BTE stuff when, you B- when the I don't BTE have you. was just me <laughs> I should well I probably have a physical copy I don't have it, I'll give you guys one if you want who is recording your stuff cringe when I met you I, I came to one of your recording sessions and I think we just got drunk. Oh, for the band? For yeah. my for Banish Echo, I had uh, Chris Tanaka was doing our oh, recording man, for BTE when it was the full band. We only ever did a, a single with him. We this didn't actually so do a whole album with the, w- when it was the whole band, but I did a little solo one before I even met the guys that ended up being in the band and it was just me with my shitty $50 microphone in, in the attic of my buddy's house and I was singing through my nose because I thought I wanted to be 
pop punk Kellen Quinn piece of shit. <laughs> it was so bad, but yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it's part so of your history, though. My whole it's point important. of saying that was uh, just to say that I've I've played all the years since with people seeing me play my solo stuff, and they're like, "Where can we get your stuff?" And I'm like, Zero places." You can't <laughs> until until next until 2023 because you were working on a solo album. Yeah, I am. Yeah. No oh, shit, are you? Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. We yeah. should do. I'm, I'm two songs deep. We should looking. play. Not at the, obviously we're gonna play your music at the end of this one, Jake. But we should play uh, the one song that you recorded with. Didn't you get one or two from Tanaka? Uh, just one. Just yeah. one. We yeah. should play that. It was uh, my Phantom, I think. Yeah, my Phantom. Yeah. I need you to do something end. special with Low Man because I was talking about that today in in, in this uh, <clears throat> chat group, just saying it it it's a. I know it was an important song to you. It probably means something different to me, but I cannot cannot listen to that song without tearing up particularly live like i'm just you start playing that live i'm like fuck i gotta oh, leave man. the room that makes my day because <laughs> i'm a baby that song so was that a, is great song. i cried a lot writing that song so that helped me out or that makes me feel good tears um, by proxy bro yeah but i was uh depressed in california hoping that i would die yeah <laughs> it was not fun down there at that time i was very broke living in a little trailer it sucked artist paying bitch rub some dirt in it yeah that's right that's right i'm so glad i went through that i'm so glad i went through that so jake what's your least favorite song on your album Ooh. Oh shit! Look at it. Um, What's your least favorite child? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be face. to be honest, dude, I listened to the whole thing. He's like twice, awesome. like the final. Pro- I mean, more. I listened to it like fucking neurotically when we were working on it. But yeah. I listened to it when it when I got the CDs back. Make sure the CDs all worked, and I listened through it all once on Spotify. Made sure it uploaded right, and I can't fucking <laughs> listen to it anymore. <laughs> so he hates it, all his children. All. So I, <laughs> I would imagine that would happen uh, to, you know, you write a song, like even the big band where they write a song, it's on the radio, it's this huge number one hit, and that's what they're playing. They've got to get fucking tired of playing the same song. They probably song definitely over don't listen to the album. Well, I'm sick like, of yeah. hearing it, but I'm also just so critical of myself, like my voice and shit. I fucking listen to these, I'm like, oh God, like that's what I'm fucking handing people to that shows. <laughs> Sounds like, great, I can't dude. do that. You know? so Nobody likes their yeah. own voice. No, I, fucking, I listen to yeah. these episodes and I just cringe. Yeah, right? yeah. It's, same, it's, same. Oh, I sound like such a douche. Mm-hmm. If we had headphones on, it'd be a little better for us because then we could hear it's like, okay, that's how I sound. Okay. Da, da, da. But we're I just like, think so. hi, I think, how's it going? I think I would just want to be clawing my ears the whole time listening <laughs> to myself talk. I guess that I'd say uh, out of all the songs on here, Dirtbag Kid's probably my least favorite, which is like one of the most popular songs on the fucking <laughs> That's always how it fucking yeah. goes. But that's probably my least favorite. How did that? Was that a quick song to write, or was it just a? Yeah, well, I wrote it because a buddy of mine, um, one of like my best friends from skateboarding, um, he was making a video, and he asked me to write a song for the video he's making. And he's like, write it about skateboarding and being a dirtbag, and I was like, that sounds like it'll be super fucking corny. And so I tr- I wrote it, and yeah, just like I don't know, it just. Turned it just seems too to on the, the nose to me, you know. It's like fuck your car and fuck. Yeah, just, I'm just. I don't know. That's how it is, man. It's people those, like it. Yeah. What's your people, favorite one, though? Probably, probably gone. Which is, I, I'm not super stoked on how the vocals turned out on it. Just, I mean, Ben, my bass player, produced. He did a great job, but I'm just, you know, critical of myself. Feel that. But that's the one I wrote when I when I got sober. So that one means that's a fucking the lot one. to me. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and that's the one that we're gonna hear next. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking a. Is there anything else you want to say about that song? Like, you wrote that by yourself. It was yeah. Okay. And then who's in the in the studio with you? Uh, it was me and 
that song is just me and Ben. I played. And that's Ben Vogel. Ben Vogel, Vogel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Eric Johnson. He used to play with me. He played lead on a few tracks on the album. Eric Johnson. Then, he's yeah. expensive. Oh, yeah. that's another <laughs> different. Eric. Eric. Dude, okay. I know Common another name. I don't. I know another dude in Boise named Eric Johnson that plays guitar. I always say his. You should have a whole band there. and just call it the Eric Johnson. Eric. Right. <laughs> Jake and the Eric Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> But no, Eric played lead on a couple of tracks, and then Ben played bass and uh, drums on the whole album, and the backing vocals, and then I did the guitar and banjo and fiddle. Okay, and so you said banjo and, and harmonica. So basically, Ben did all the work. So say us. that again. Yeah. <laughs> so you played guitar, banjo, fiddle, uh, harmonica. And mandolin. And There's mandolin. only harmonica on one song, though. Okay. But, fucking a and then saying obviously so that gives somebody the, i mean they're about to hear the song but that gives them an idea of what kind of music what how do you describe your music to people i try not to right it's like keeping in a box it's, it's, it's bluegrass like I, I grew up around like playing old-time fiddle music and around a lot of bluegrass and i fucking love bluegrass and it's like the majority of what i listen to but uh bluegrass players would probably fucking listen to it and be like this is not fucking bluegrass so i don't want to call it that you know but it's got it's folk. got it's got folk it's but it has like a punk vibe to it like you have yeah. a punk vibe with your brain where you're like i'm gonna talk shit about some things that are on my mind right that now. skater yeah. boy in him yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i don't know i yeah i don't know fuck i i usually just say folk or americana because those are kind of umbrella terms you know yeah but yeah bluegrass ish punkish whatever well it's like, like trying to I, put a genre on on sovereign yeah, can, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'd call you guys because it's like Neither metal. We. No, <laughs> kind of has bluegrass undertones, sorta. You know, or folk country kind yeah. of, but it's not. For the first time in my life, my songs sound like country or folk sometimes. <laughs> but uh, one more question for you, for me. So our violin player in Sovereign gets very offended when people call it a fiddle, mm-hmm. and and. I've asked him why, kind of, but he's not. He's a very nice man, so he's not mm-hmm. trying to disparage anyone. But in his circle of friends, the fiddle is not what people do. They play violin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when you you talked fiddle, are you offended when somebody calls it a violin? No, I don't get. Well, I don't really play the fiddle, so right, I don't. But you really, have. But no, but I know people who do. Okay. Like I, I, I grew up around people who do. You and, know what and I are mean? Are they offended by the yeah, difference? Are yeah, they? for sure. It, it's it's fucking bizarre, and I don't get it. I mean, <laughs> are, what's the what's yeah. the difference? Is it just the scales people are using? Because it's think, the same instrument, right? I think violins are some. I, I always thought they were the same instrument. Someone told me recently, and they could have been full of shit. That violins are they either have a flatter neck or a more rounded neck I'm like I, so Jerry's I like you flat neck cut yeah. I, I don't I, I don't fucking know man I have no idea but I, but I do I know flat neck like, we're, like how I grew up with the, with the old time fiddle music man <laughs> the old time fiddle music is super super gatekeep and it, I don't mean this in a in a condescending way because it's cool and not everyone's like this but it is kind of gatekeepy where it's like I remember like as a kid like you're sitting around a jam circle and someone walks up with a banjo and everyone's like get the fuck out of here I mean nicely like you know right? <laughs> or they won't say get the fuck out of here but they'll all be like noticeably annoyed you know what I mean or a harmonica same thing Wow. and I know bluegrass is similar in a lot of ways and so I don't know people are just I, I don't know it, it it is what it is and I get with the old time fiddle stuff it actually um my dad and I were talking about it recently, and I was like, yeah, that's kind of lame. And he's like, actually, you know, it, it's cool that it exists, that people are doing that because it kind of keeps the tradition alive without any outside influence. So that way that will always be there so people can continue to draw from, like, the actual raw source of what it is. Mm-hmm. And so I, I 
my opinions kind of changed on it. I think it's kind of cool for that reason. You know, it's a necessary evil. I don't think like I wouldn't be all weird about like having certain people come jam with me at a jam circle, you know, but right. I, I get it, you know, totally. Um, but I don't know. I don't That's know. That's an interesting way to that, think about it. Like they're carrying the torch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> they can, they can be a little cunty, but they're keeping the old school uh, yeah. alive. <laughs> yeah. And most of them are super fucking cool and inclusive, yeah. but it's okay. It's you definitely can keep assholes. I spent, yeah. I spent some time around bluegrass festivals when I was a kid because my dad was super into it. So I, I never, I didn't really participate. I just went to hang <clears> out, <throat> but I miss a lot of really fucking cool people at bluegrass festivals mm. when I was younger. Fuck yeah, nice. Folk. They're fun. If you've never gone to a bluegrass festival, you should. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've been. There's a really cool one in uh, Weezer, Idaho. It's a it's a fiddle. It's an old time fiddle competition, but it's like it. They make like a whole weekend out of it, and people just camp out in the fucking field, and it's nice. It's super funny because like so there's like hundreds of people camping in this fucking field, and you just walk twenty feet in any direction. There's a another jam, jam circle set. with fucking oh. 15 people it's super cool that's somebody's yeah. like christmas it, fucking it, it, birthday it's all, I, I went back for the first time in like f- fucking 15 years probably with my dad uh not last july but the july before that and it was really cool but it's it's funny because it's like all the old time fiddle stuff right there in the field then across the street there's like a um an area where everyone else camps like with bluegrass shit and all the fiddle people are like super like they hate on the, well no they just hate on the guys across the street and okay. I'm sure the guys across the street are doing the same thing but <laughs> it's I've like never golfers and disc golfers yeah like, yeah no exactly dude and I'm sure the guys across the street are doing the same thing I just I haven't spent a lot of time over there but it, that was that was more my thing it was more inclusive and they had banjos and harmonicas okay. and they sang singing's another thing if you sing at an old time fiddle kind of thing it's, you might as well have a fucking banjo you fucking dork you know? <laughs> <laughs> alright this is our longest podcast so far but uh, two real quick questions I used to ask this with my magazine for artists so that we weren't always talking music do you have any words of wisdom that you got throughout your life that, that you'd want to share with people or is that too much of a question on the spot but is there something you'd you'd say well this fucking sticks with me here you go um well, probably. Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> I, I pro- I'm going to fucking leave here and be like, oh, I should have said that. You know? but, no, we'll not, we'll not, fill it in later. Right. Just call okay. us later and we'll just pretend that you said it. And okay. We'll fill it in there. Um, the last one is like, how? it's basically how would you like to be remembered, but in a, in a more morbid way, like what would you want on your headstone? Uh, I mean, if I'm dead, I don't really give a fuck. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> if you're working your no, life while I, you're alive, yeah. like how would you like to work towards being remembered? Uh, I don't, just that I... Um, made an impact on the world i guess and you know i and or not on the world but you know that i world peace bro no not world <laughs> peace just like i mean addiction is something i've struggled with for a long time and it you know there's depression and a bunch of other shit that i deal with that i'm sure a lot of fucking people deal with but i mean that's so far kind of been the biggest thing in my life and so if I can help anyone else. And I don't know, just that I cared about people and that I made people's lives better in any way, not just with music, you know, just, you know, that I was there for people and I contributed to their lives. You know what I mean? Okay. Absolutely. So, like when you answered their text messages and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Despite not answering the text messages. <laughs> you know? That's the caveat yeah. I was hoping for. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a fucking hell of a ride. Thank you for joining yeah, us, Yeah, thank you guys yeah, thanks again for, your time, for fucking man. having me, man. Yeah, this, fuck is yeah, awesome. this, is, this has been a whole lot of fun. Yeah, and our first one in the nest. This is out of our studio in yeah, uh, Marby Studios. Squarely in, in my fucking living room. 
Fuck yeah. And now you have to go to work and edit that and get it to me immediately so then I can go for Oh my God. Yeehaw. All right. This is the thank you part. Thank you to our trusted turd triad of Don the Shitbox Wizard, Chris the Discord Dookie Slayer, and of course Bodhi the Quartermaster of Scatcast. Uh, thank you to the Godhead, but just a little bit. And uh, thank you to the Garbage Disposal and Alan. And uh, thousands. I mean, there's a bunch of people doing shit at this point. There's messenger groups and, and uh, spreading the emotionals. And I can't even name them all. There's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, thank you guys Paul for being Folks so... Paul Folks has got something going on. Yeah, always. Yeah. Check out the, the POE podcast. I believe it's Phantasmagoric Oddities Emporium. Uh, best voice in fucking podcasting as far as I'm concerned. Guys, amazing. Um, but thank you guys for being so... I don't know. What's the word? Uh, engaged in Scatcast and all the products we do here. Yeah. Uh, it's been a blast. Honestly, it gives us a little bit of validity along as, as, as well as uh, this is the time that we get together and talk. So, I was yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, this has been fun. It's been fun to see you, Jake, but I don't get to see these. I get to see Shaden a lot because we play, but not as much as I'd like. I barely get to see you anymore, Jeff, because you live out in the fucking boonies now. And now you want to move further away out in the boonies. No, I'm just going to the same boonies that I always go to. That's yeah, but you I don't just want to be there permanently. I'm still back. coming back. Fucking the travel's not bad. All right. Well, justaridepod at gmail.com is how you get a hold of specifically the guys from Just a Ride and info at scatcast.com for all the other stuff. Yeah. Thanks pa- to all of our Patreon people. Yeah, fucking you guys, uh, they, they just keep rolling in. We got a few new ones uh, this week. I don't have my email in front of me like I normally do. Otherwise, I'd shout you out, but we'll we'll get you. Don't worry. We'll shout um, you out next week for sure. Yeah. Was it patreon.com slash uh, just ride? Just ride, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Uh, you, also, you, you can, can find go to, it. I'm sure you're resourceful out there. Right. And you can also go to patreon.com forward slash scatcast. Just saying. Could I add one more thing real quick? Sure. Um, so it's not really cool to like ask people for fucking money for yourself or whatever. So I'll do it for you guys. Oh, but, sure. but fucking this is super cool. And like we need more, especially locally. I mean, obviously, like your audience isn't super locally, but just in this area. But None of our friends like us or yeah. listen to us. <laughs> well, it's just it's <laughs> just, it's, just, it's really fucking cool. Like having a platform like you guys kind of are building, you know, Thanks, and uh, I appreciate you guys having me. And oh, it's our pleasure. Anyone listening that has some extra money fucking give it to them you know <laughs> we'll wait join, the, join their patreon and i will ship you a cd Ooh! but you got to pay for shipping i can't go i can't go to a loss <laughs> but it's I'll, complicated i actually i can't go to a loss but i'll i'll, I'll give you a free one free hot dogs that. for life <laughs> no drinks though can't, yeah, do, it. Yeah. can't do it anybody know you, the movie thanks thanks no. free hot dogs for other me? guys no. the other guys oh, oh. Good i was gonna say yeah. you, you, our audiences might maybe be bigger than you think. You might have just lost yourself a lot of money. <laughs> well, shit. Okay, first, maybe, first, first, first one. Okay, okay. Yeah. first one's free. <laughs> first twenty dollar Patreon monthly subscription. Thanks, yeah, thanks for CD. saying all that, Jake. Yeah, uh, we paid much. him to say that, but I appreciate you saying that. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I am getting money from yeah. it. <laughs> but what a blast! Thank you guys so much. This has been episode twenty-five. The Mark McGuire slash Barry Bonds slash Jim Tomei slash Sammy Sosa episode. Slash nobody cares. <laughs> Five people care. <laughs> There's some sports ball fans on this fucking network, all right? But thanks, you guys. And as always, we'll talk at you in the future. It'll seem like the present. Bye. Bye. See ya. came to this afternoon with an ivy in my arm doctor says that your liver's fine better count your lucky stars but it's hard to see the sky 
need the hope that I'm falling through. But if there's one thing that I still can count, it's everything I need to. But they're gone. time but it's always gonna be the same she's gone oh she's gone Do you leave that in? That's <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>